All right, family, let y'all pile up in the room. All right, man, let's get our sources together, man, so we can do this, uh, get this in real quick, get it in and get a body here, man. Shout out to the people coming in the chat, man. Show you how we do this. We do this real correct. Get it right on schedule and right on time, man. All right, man. Some people get in here for a minute. Hey, y'all, minute, man. I know y'all were spots and places, man. So piling for a minute, man. Sources together, line these sources up, man. So we can get into this broadcast, man. Shout out to everybody, man. At least get about 30 people in here before we start teaching. Let's see what we got here. Get the stuff together. I got the sources. All right, got them. Let me see what we got. All right, it's going to be a good one. So we are right here, get the source. Get this, get these sources together real quick here. Let's see here, let's see here, let's see here. Hmm. Man, did the room pile up a little bit, man? I know we're a little late here, but it's all good, man. Whoever make it, make it. And 
get something real smooth here. Hmm. I see you, man. Peace, man. Peace to the fan, man. Too Smooth 71, I see you. Movie guy, what's good? Jeremy, I see you. What it do? Yeah, we ain't rocking with three people. Yeah, we ain't ready to do that one. <laughs> it's not going to be able to do that one, yo. New, 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 new. What's going on, Chef? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Must be a whole lot of people chanting tonight, yo. It's good. I can't. I can't hear you. <laughs> you. You on your mundane system? Can't hear me. I can hear you now. What's up? Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and go ahead and put my point. Y'all kind of left a little early. I'm gonna go ahead and get some details of what I'm talking about, so we can. Uh, it's a real interesting story about scary. Huh? There's a nigga live, y'all. Oh, that's slick. But he said he can't hear me. I can hear you now. I hear you. You can't hear me? I hear you. I can hear you. You can hear me, but I can't hear you. Oh man, you got the you went you went cabbage on us. <laughs> Turn your thing up. Do I got my thing up?
Coming in hot, I know what that means. Coming in on a little yak, little yak yak, little yak yak, little yak yak. Yeah, I hate, I hate, I can hear you. Oh, how that, how that happen? Oh, uh, why you do that? So what you want me to do? You want me to get out of that? It don't matter where the people at. I was wondering, I say, damn, we got three motherfuckers in there. Now nah, we ain't fight. People, how many people in there? Oh, that was stupid. <laughs> Can't you ever smile? Yeah, I know. I say it's three motherfuckers in there. No, go do what I, I said it's three motherfuckers in there. I say, why is it three people in there? Sit Oh, you dove out the window, chef? Come on. You, what was it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how that, I don't know how that jumped off like that. Oh, how, what would you thought you were going to talk about, chef? And what was that? All right, this, this we're going to do. This we my yeah my joint is just the scurvies. I'm gonna go in and put the I'm gonna put the details in on the scurvies joint. I'm gonna show the people how they kept forgetting the cure that they understood it way back in the 14 1400s, right? That's my point I was trying to make. But yeah, I mean y'all jumped off too quick, so I just want to throw the details in there. You feel me? And how there was an integral part, yeah. You didn't leave it there, did you? All right, so we can, we, well, let me rock the scarabies. I'm going to rock that for like 20, and then we can do that. That's how we can hit them. All right, all right. Where you at, Corey? You didn't fall? Man, so that's what it was. Y'all not we hit it at the same time, but it was. That's amazing. All right, we got 13 people here. That ain't enough. Nope. Well, I see you. Jody Breeze. The book of Algae Heat. <laughs> What's going on, man? Hey, come on here. I'm What's going on, Corey? And people looking shook. Shook a shook a shook. 
Concrete Court. What's good, man? Peace, peace. What up? What up? Yeah, I'm gonna give a little, put a little nuance to the conversation on colonization, ships, and scurvies. <clears throat> so we had some little touch points that wasn't matching up. Again, knowing that you know she's feeling. How was that? Oh, uh, that was my my TV and shit. So it was my statement. It was my statement that I made on the signs for Sean, and y'all kind of go back to that. I'm gonna let a couple more people come in here. You know, I like to always add clarity to the situation. I think it's important in any conversation. Um, I didn't hear the conversation on signs for Sean. What was that? Well, well, we just we was talking about ships coming to America, um, uh, and and kind of we had we had some some points that wasn't matching up. So everybody know I was talking about scurvy. I talk about technology and scurvies, right? Was actually and the understanding of disease, which allowed Europeans to colonize the planet, right? And Chef was like, nah, nah, nah. They had, they, they had been did that. So it was just a technology. So what I had to do, I had to get my sources together, right? Because at this point, I don't want to, I'm tired of just, you know, going back and forth. I got to do it the way I do it and bring solid sources to the table. That, that way is no contention. And it's funny as hell. Just the story of Scurvy's period is funny, right? It's a funny story. It, uh, it's wild. It's crazy. How in the hell they kept forgetting? They actually kept forgetting the cure, right? But all along, it was understanding that cure, okay, that 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 helped them colonize. So let me let me see how many people in here make my point, and then you know you throw your point there, um, chef, if you have a problem with what I'm saying. All right, I just ain't want I ain't want people to think I was bad out my mind when I made that made that point. I think it's important. I just felt like it was important enough to go live because I didn't want people to start saying, oh, damn, man, it ain't what it It's understanding infectious disease that allowed those Europeans to colonize Earth. Simple as that. And you got to have the technology. So there's two things you got to get past it. So most people in studying their history, they don't have enough nuance to even understand the technology piece. Uh, Chef brings up a great point about the Atlantic Ocean and the specific Pacific Ocean and how they two different oceans. I'll even tell you that the two oceans don't even mix. They come right beside each other. They don't even mix, right? And that's deep, right? Science tells us that. There's no getting around it, right? So we can have these conversations with the nuances and bring them together where it makes sense. So I know for me personally, I'm never going to say something that I can't support. Right. And if I'm wrong, I will say you will hear me say I'm just wrong with that. But I want to bring it all together. And so we seem to have uh, uh, um, a point where uh, I think, Chef, you just thinking that they was already doing it before they had the cure of scurvies. Am I correct? Scurvies. Am I correct? Yes. All right. Right. So let me let me give you like, you know, I always got, you know, the extra weaponry in the back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying and, it, and it's made for when. Certain statements are challenged, right? Then it'll bring into a real healthy conversation. So we're not going to go long on this because we also, but you want to talk about Vikings. I think that should be, we, yeah, that's a good one. The Vikings, yeah, because the Vikings is my favorite European group. 
Just, just, just be mad at me. Right. It's my favorite. <laughs> Locking in there, you know what I'm saying? Robin of Rothbrook. You know what I'm saying? That's, it is what it is, right? So let's, let me see how many people in the room, man. Let me shout out the people in the room, man. Let's see. Yeah, we got at least hit 30, man. Okay, I see you read that book, Trick or Treatment. Yeah, I see you, man. I see you. Uh, what's this? Uh, that's Teddy Ushamayat Ra. Yeah, that's a good book, wasn't it, man? He was on Sean Channel with us. Right, 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 right. Always rocking with us. Sure was. It was a good show over there, too. I see you, Gary Hart. Uh, let me see. My name is Tika. What's good? Tika rock with us all the time. Danny Wilson, what it do? Jody Breeze, Anthony Bowman, Anthony Smith. We ain't got two lives go. I ain't even know who's going live at the same time. It was crazy, wasn't it? It's funny. <laughs> That's how we do it, y'all. We can, we can diversify like that. That's what the channel is for, man, is to get y'all away from the damn pseudos. Right? They'll make a statement and can't support it with nothing. Okay, so let me see where we at. Come on. You're 25. I'm gonna start with 25, man. Hey, hey, concrete core, you know what's what's good with you though, man? Oh man, I'm just I'm just sitting back, you know what I mean? Trying to get into a good conversation. Sitting back chilling, you know. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, we uh, that conversation, you know, I know. listen to the I listened to the right. show yesterday. Uh-huh. Yesterday. And, uh, yeah, that was a pretty good conversation, man. Y'all had that. Man, it was funny. Yeah, it was some funny uh, parts in it, but it was uh, overall, it was pretty interesting. So, which one are you talking about? The one on the pseudo killers, one on Dr. Maya? Which one? A couple both, but I was talking about the one on the pseudo killers. But yeah, on, on Dr. Maya, too, that was. You know, it carried over to the pseudo killer. So, you know. Yeah, that 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 whole dynamic right there, race first, um, not allowing terms to evolve, everything transform over time. What has power and meaning in one particular era loses flavor in another. Okay, things get changed. So you if you're running around calling a person a faggot, you're out of order. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. You like you just can't say that, right? If you're saying gay, you behind a little bit, right? So, so these terms change. So, so, so early, early enough, faggot simply meant a bundle of sticks. You can look it up, right? Then it tra- then it transformed to uh, a faggot when that's like a person who is a homosexual. Okay, so I, <laughs> I, I personally understand that homosexuality is an act. So you can't say your child at the age of six is a homosexual because it's a sexual practice. I don't know how people mix that up, okay? Like they mix it up. I know my child was gay, how? Was they having sex? They should be locking your ass up, okay? Simple as that. So, and the way a person act, okay? Is, is basically cultural. There are cultural nuances to it. And if you really check the science, that line that you think make male and female, right, is, is more blurred than you think. It's the culture that brings it out and nourishes it. 
So depending on where you at, certain things are certain is is so I'm saying it's not a clear line. Y'all think it is, though. I know y'all think it is. It's not a clear line of how a woman act and a man act. It's not as clear as you think it is, right? So when you when you got a six-year-old and a five-year-old, and you're saying he's a homosexual, you bugging. You just you don't way too much. All right. So I just wanted to bring it. I never got it in a discussion last night and all the shit we were saying. I never got to make that point. I normally do, but I never got to make that point that uh, homosexuality is an act of, of two women or two males sleeping together. You just can't. Person is not a homosexual if they're not sleeping with the same sex. They just not. Now, if a person can act feminine, right, or more masculine, right, based off of what your perception is of femininity and masculinity, that's a different statement. So because a person acts, a male may act feminine growing up, that doesn't mean he's going to end up being a homosexual. And I don't think uh, we have the right to push anybody in a certain direction based off the way they act. I think that's I think that's out of order. And I think uh, uh, the society now is turning to pushing people in a certain direction, certain direction based off the way they act. That's crazy to me. But who am I? I'm just a guy. I'm just a guy. Right. I'm, I'm just I'm just living in the world and I'm willing to learn at all times. Simple as that. So, you know, yeah, but those conversations was great. I think the conversation. Oh, wow. You want to say something concrete? No, I was just saying, no doubt. I, I agree with, with pretty much uh everything you just said right there. I don't I don't got no arguments with that. Uh that's just that's pretty much common sense. You know, uh everything you said, so it's all good. It's all good. You argue down about that though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we just uh, you know society some people move slower some people move faster you know uh some people uh have broader horizons than others you know what i'm saying so they're able to you know some people are able to see farther than other people yeah but, yeah but you don't always have that in in a, in a society and in, in, you know, just just it's just what you exposed to. That's all. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, I, yeah, I gotta agree that. Yeah, yeah. But the race first thing, you know. Um, yeah, that was that's that's kind of trippy though to me. That's that's kind of trippy. What's up with the Vikings and all of that though, man? I I ain't getting the Vikings. You know they so what they they came over here. We're going to talk about that in the next show. Yeah, they did. We're going to get on to the next show. They absolutely, you know that though, right? I mean, I've I've heard that. I never, it, it never made really a big enough difference to me for me to really investigate it though. <laughs> yeah, they was in Saudi. I think they was in Saudi Arabia too, somewhere. Yep. So it was. Vikings was going everywhere trying to give me the gold, give me the gold. Okay, so let me get in. All right, let me get in this so we can get to that Viking conversation, right? Um, um, man, shout out to everybody to pay attention to us, man. We like to start this segment off like this, man. Black African power. What's good? What's happening? A well-organized lie defeats a disorganized truth every time. 
who who we man y'all already know what it is man pseudo killers on deck we come to do we got to do we're going to do we got to do we standing tall we standing strong pseudo killers on deck what's good concrete Corey? what it do what it do what it do peace 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 pseudo killers on deck you know uh shout out to everybody in the chat uh Shout out to the brother Sheffrin. He's been shining lately. I uh, appreciate uh, all, all the the visuals he's been adding to the to the channel and everything. And uh man, just you know, everybody I appreciate everybody for tuning in, man. It's been, you know, really great conversations. Uh pretty much every show. Um, you know what I mean? It's been it, it's been fun, man. It's been fun. I appreciate it, especially when I'm at work. I got something to listen to. So, you know, shout out to the chat. Shout out to everybody out there viewing. And shout out to the panel, man. Chef and L, man. What it do? What it do? What it do? What's good, man? It's your killer official, man. What's up with you, man? Chilling, chilling. Appreciate that, Corey. Um, yeah, you know, uh, I think this is going to be a good conversation. Um, uh, I'm going to call it a conversation. It's really not a debate. But I think I... Um, I think I'm going to clear something up for um, Brother Unk tonight. Scurvy? Yeah, but I, I appreciate his point. But I think I'm going to clear something up for him. I yeah, think you know I think the timeline is going to clear it up for you so we can go. Yeah. yeah but you know, I'm nice with this shit I do, though. Yeah, I wouldn't be standing around as long. You know what I'm saying, yo? I wouldn't be standing around as long, yo, if I didn't have my motherfucking timelines together. As a matter of fact, yo, all my teaching, right? All the information I got, I keep chronology. Matter of fact, let's just be a lesson to everybody listening. Chronology is essential. Mm -hmm. Right. And understanding historical accuracy and historical events. It's, it's it's if you don't have your chronology together, then you're done. You just don't. You, you just don't. So what I'm saying now is. Uh, what do we got? The age of discovery. Am I correct? Correct. You, you I, I thought that you were trying to prove that um, we're talking about the age of discovery, though. Yeah, that scurvy, um, developing the curve for scurvy was the thing that gave Europeans the leg up to um, conquer the world. Mm -hmm. Of course. Okay. So what's the age of discovery? Let Watch me sink these dates. Like and I'm not saying none of the stuff that you're saying didn't happen. I think you overemphasizing. But let's I know go. You always, I know you always do, but I don't, I don't overemphasize. I'm nice with my shit. I love to do this shit. We do this shit for real around this motherfucker, yo. So, okay, we got the age of discovery. What is the age of discovery? Because we talking about the Europeans, right? Uh, the age of discovery uh, is an informal and loosely defined term. Early modern period, largely overlapping the age of sales. Mm -hmm. Approximately from the 15th century to the 18th century in European history. There we go. All right. So, okay. So now all I gotta do is bring prove, show and prove, right? That scurvies, understanding scurvies was somewhere in that time period. Can we agree, Chef? 
Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, so let me just get the let me let me no, indulge. I said no, but I said I agree with that. I know, so I want to, but I want to show and prove that. Once I get it there, right, and I'm gonna show you that sailing, right? Technology, watch this, watch this, y'all. Here go the nuance for you. Sales, ships, understanding of disease, help Europeans colonize the world. That is the statement I made, right? I want clarity on it. I don't want to handle no switch up in it. I want, I want to stay accurate so that when y'all teaching, right, y'all can bring up the same thing. So it, it's more than just having technology, right? It's also having the medical understanding, which our community totally dismiss. So this is my reasoning for uh, actually uh, uh, making these points here. So you can have a ship all you want, right? You can have a gun all you want, but nature will wear you down. You can have a uh, 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 might and, and, and weaponry and be, I'm the African and nature blow you down. They huff and puff and nature will blow you down. 99% of all living organisms have been extinct. So this is essential in raising children that will get, uh, uh, um, uh, man, that, that will get interested in, in virology, immunology, epidemiology. They get interested in that in those fields of research, right? To help a strong community. So if you're talking about race first, right? Then what you're really saying is, uh, my people to have the same like ideas with uh, uh, the same types of ancestry, right? We want to build a strong community. Well, you ain't build no strong community without no daggone understanding the world we live in. And we understand the world we live in, not through religion, uh, not through storytelling, right? We truly understand the world we live in, right? Based off of science. Science helps you understand the natural forces that occur on earth. Virus is a natural occurring force. Disease is a natural occurring force, right? So let's get to this right here, all right? Let me come to, so we established the date of the age of discovery. I would like to put into... Uh, the annals for the people. Uh, let me let me do this. Pediatrics. We coming to the pediatrics uh, official journal of American uh, Academy of Pediatrics. All right, this is what we doing. Uh, you know how we do it around here, man. We start we start with wiki, but we end up in the journals. I think this is essential. I think this is a great method. This is how I learned. This is what put me where I'm at, uh, at right now, being able to disseminate the information properly. I just give it to the experts, right? So you can just go right, go right to, hold on to me. Just hold on, y'all. Simplest thing to do, y'all start off with the Wikipedia. Most people don't even read the daggone, but they read one part of the Wikipedia article. I'm like, man, what is they doing? Hey, I'm gonna put the Wikipedia article in there for you. All right, boom, bam. Uh, yeah, I kind of chose my words clear, chef, so I don't, I'm not over. You think I'm overdoing it? Nope, I'm saying without those things, without the ships, without the understanding of effects of disease, White boys weren't going nowhere. And I heard you. They'd have went, but they'd have been halfway dead when they got there. They'd have been, yeah. 
That's <laughs> do you want me to go first? <laughs> do you want me to go first? Because I, it, it, it definitely, they definitely did. I said they definitely did what you just said. Did what? They, they did it, and it just took a toll on human life. They didn't care about human life as much as you think. You feel me? They made those voyages. They conquered the new world, and it took a, a toll on their cargo that they were moving. The, the, their um, their crews took a beating because of it, but it didn't stop them not one bit. They would leave port with 600-something people and would arrive in the new world with damn near 200 people left. And they did this up into the 1800s. They said, fuck it. <laughs> they said, fuck it. So go ahead. I, I, All right. So no, nah, they actually didn't. A lot of them did. But they was actually had that scurvy thing a little bit. But the, the real issue is, Chef, is that they kept forgetting about it because it wasn't in a systematic way. It wasn't transmitted right. They didn't have YouTube, Facebook, and all that. They didn't have the media and stuff like that. Right. They, they, that clinical trial was kind of missing in that. And, and so, I'm, I, I mean, this is a great conversation for us. Right. Because although you may have some points. Right. It was some of it that powered through. But the power through method left you very, very vulnerable and you wouldn't have been strong enough to colonize everything. So let me let me go to the journal pediatrics. Let me share the screen. OK, let me put a date on this. Let me show you how they've been had it. But it was the, they, they was lacking the systematic. Research. So y'all see this right here, right? This is the uh, the pediatrics, the official journal of the American Academy of Pediatrics, right? Uh, infantile scurvy, historical perspective, right? 2001. So let's come to the history of scurvy, right? Watch this. Let me get them. Let, let me get them up on this early in the game, right? So right here it says one of the earliest outbreaks of scurvy disease sustained. Watch it sustained by the crew. Was this Vasco da Gama? During, watch this, during his 1497 expedition to India. Uh, da Gama began uh, his expedition from Lisbon on July 9th, 1497, with a fleet of four ships and a crew of 140 men. It took them six months uh, to round the Cape Good Hope. By the time Da Gama's crew landed on the southeast coast, of Africa, most of them were afflicted with scurvies. The government recorded many of our men fell ill. Their, uh, their fleet, you see, their feet and hands swelling and their gums growing over their teeth so that they could not eat. It says, as they sailed further up the East Coast of Africa, they met local traders, right, who traded them fresh, fresh oranges. Uh, within six days of eating the oranges, the Gama's crew recovered fully, and he noticed it pleased God in the mercy that all our sick recovered their health, for the air of the place is very good. So he thinks it's the damn air of the place is very good, right? <laughs> he was all off. <laughs> it was all off. But this is how our community is, though, Chef. Right. So we're marking the date. Watch this. It says from India... The uh, Gama returned across Arabia Sea within 12 weeks of sailing. His crew was again afflicted and weakened by scurvies. The Gama commented, We address vows of petition 
to the saints. So remember, they praying. They, what the hell is going on? They say, it pleased God and his mercy to send us the wind, which in the course of 60 days uh, carried us within sight of land. At this, we rejoiced as we hoped to recover our health there as we had done before. The captain, Captain Major, sent a man on shore to bring uh, to bring off the supply of oranges, which were much desired by our sick. The Gamas lo lost more than half of his crew by the end of his journey. It says his crew sustained scurvies when they had been at sea for 10 weeks or more. It said they recognized oranges to be an effective, what's this, antiprobiotic, I'm saying this right? Antiscribotic, yeah, I'm saying it right. Antiscribotic by the second outbreak. It say the experience of the GABA in dealing with the scurvies did not become common knowledge. And over the next several centuries, scurvies remained as a scourge of sea explorers, right? That. So Boy, I'm giving you early. Can you scroll back down? Wait, oh, yeah, I went up. Last sentence that you read. Yeah, 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 but that's going. I don't want you to feed into that. Go ahead. No, no. The last sentence that you read it says the experience of the gamma in dealing with scurvy did not become common knowledge, and over the next several hundred centuries, mm -hmm. I mean, the, the next uh, several centuries, scurvy remained as the scourge of the sea explorers. Yeah. That's the point. So. All right, so you got freeze right there because you're about to fuck it up. I don't want you to get too deep. No, I'm not. No, I'm not because that's my point. So if I fucked up, then I'm fuck up. Up and not yours. I'm saying that from the time of um, Vasco da Gama mm -hmm. to the 1840s, right? That was the biggest issue with seafaring. Mm -hmm. It was scurvy. Mm -hmm. So they, at, at, by the time of 1840, Right. Mm -hmm. Look at it. 1840. Mm -hmm. I'm with you. By 1840 mm -hmm. is when they put this shit in the widespread practice. Mm -hmm. So everybody was reporting losing people, right? Whole countries. Yeah, it's a guy um in England in 1751. Let me read his name. You gotta let me finish my, my thing though. I thought you was gonna dive in with your point. Uh, cool, 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 cool. Right. I don't think you're disagreeing too much though, but go ahead. Mm. Yeah, you kinda yeah, you underestimating the white boy. But anyway, okay. now here that point is right. So let's come to the Wikipedia argument early, early in modern era. This is this is a central right here. This is where I close uh the situation and make it crystal clear on how, although it wasn't widespread. They had it though, and it helped them move along, but it wasn't widespread like Chef did, but it was spread enough for them to get around, but not enough for them to clunk everything. So we go right here to the 13th century crusades, frequently suffered scurvies in 1497, we just read this, right? Uh, that's the picture of the European, right? Of uh, uh, Vasco da Gama, all right? Uh, the curative effects of the citrus fruit were already known, they said it was already known, and confirmed by, well, here you go, it's another person. Pablo Edward Cabal was a Portuguese noble mili uh, military commander 
navigator, and explorer regarded as the European discoverer of Brazil. There you go. So he knew. He confirmed and confirmed by this guy. So he knew. And his crew in 1507. Okay, I'm showing y'all. Watch this. Portuguese planted fruit trees and vegetables in St. Helen and stopped and, and, and stopping a stopping point for home bondage voyages from Asia and left their sick who had scurvies and other ailments to be taken home by the next ship if they recovered. Here you go. In the 1500s, one of, one of the pilots of which is Carbol's fleet bound for India noted that uh, Madali, am I saying it right? Where is that? Hold on. Melindai, uh, its king, offered the, the expedition's fresh supplies such as lambs, chickens, ducks, along with lemons and oranges. Y'all know these contain vitamin C, right? It's a due to which some of our ill were cured of scurvies. Now, this kept happening over and over again. They own ships, they're doing it, but it's not widespread, but just enough for them Europeans to make them trips. Now, watch this. Unfortunately, these travels accounts did not stop further maritime uh, tragedies uh, uh, caused by scurvies. See, first because of the lack of communication between travelers and those responsible for their help, and because fruits and vegetables could not be kept for long for long on ships. It says in 1536, French explorer, here you go, Jacques Cartier, all right? And St. Uh, what's this? Lawrence River used the local natives' knowledge to save his men who were dying of scurvies. It said he boiled needles, right? An amber uh, vate tree. It's a eastern white cedar uh, to make a tea that was later shown to contain 50 milligrams of vitamin C per 100 grams. Such treatments were not available aboard ships where the disease was most common. Uh, in February 1601, Captain James Lancaster, right, while sailing in Samata, landed on the north coast of Madagascar, specifically to obtain lemons and oranges for his crew to stop scurvies. Captain Lancaster conducted uh, an experiment using four ships under his command. One ship's crew received the routine doses of lemon juice, while the other three ships did not receive any such treatments. As a result, Members of the non-treated ship start to contain, start to contract scurvies, with many dying as a result. <laughs> Yo, killed me. Man, man, they just died. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, during the age of exploration, 1500, 1800, it has been estimated that scurvies killed at least 2 million sailors. Johnny Land wrote in 1499, Vasco de Gama lost 116 of his crew, 170, and in 1520, Magdalenian lost 208 out of, wow, out of 230, all meaning to scurvies. In 1597, it's I ain't gonna keep reading. Y'all know who John Hawkins is, right? He was the captain of the good ship Jesus. No, he wasn't. Richard, yes, he was. You ain't know that. Yeah, John Hawkins. That Richard Hawkins. I said Richard Hawkins. Richard Hawkins. I ain't say John Richard, right? You ain't know that. John Hawkins. So I'm wrong. Yes, but go ahead. I'll take that. It's fifty. with the Admiral Richard Hawkins advocated drinking orange and lemon juice as a means of preventing scurvies. In 1614, John Wendell 
Surgeon, the Surgeon General of the East Indian Company established a surgeon's meet as a handbook for application of surgeons abroad. Apprentice surgeons abroad, the company ships. Okay, he repeated the, exp the, the experience experience of mariners that the cure for scurvies was fresh food or if available oranges and lemons and limes and what's this tamarinds i saying it right mm -hmm. tamarinds i'll say he also forever he was however unable to explain the reason why and his uh assertion uh, had no impact on the prevention opinion of influential physicians uh, of the age that scurries was, was this a digestive complaint. All right, so I'm going to stop right here. Right? I think I've made my point right there. Right? That Europeans in spots during these times knew about it, right? But they wasn't transmitting it right. Okay, it wasn't rock solid and it didn't know why it was happening. Right now, watch this. Let me come to page 19 of Trick or Treatment. All right, let me cap this off. Let's get us out of here. You say, although Blaine's studied now, Blaine's was the guy that came behind Lens. Lens was the one to do the first clinical trial on script. This is the first noted clinical trial. All right in history, right? Meticulous notes, right? He did that clinical trial. Now watch this to say, although Bland's study was less rigorous, rigorously controlled than Lynn's research, it did involve a much larger number of sailors and its results were, hold on, let me check. So I'm reading this book. Hold on. It did involve much larger numbers of sailors, and its results were arguably even more striking. During his first year in the West Indies, there were 12,019 sailors in the British fleet, of whom only 60 died in combat. Watch this. A further 1,518 died of disease. So, man, the, so we, we saying 12,019 sailors died, right? And only 1,518 died from actual fighting. Scurvies was devastating to Europeans. And their attempts, right, for global supremacy at that time, devastating, right? Uh, I say, was scurvies accounting for overwhelming majority of these deaths? However, after Blaine introduced lemons into the diet, the majority rate, the mortality rate was cut in half. Later, limes were often used instead of lemons, which led to lines as a slang term for the British sailors and later for the Brits and general in general. So let me get the right, let me get right here. Watch this. The British had tardied in adapting lemon therapy. Also, as also half a century had passed since Lynn's groundbreaking trial. Remember, this is, the, this, is, this is why this is important. It's the trial. It's what the people with the herbs can't produce to y'all, right? Lynn's groundbreaking trial. But many other nations were even tardier. 
This gave, watch this, Britain a huge advantage in terms of colonizing distinct lands and winning sea battles with its European neighbors. For example, prior to the Battle of Tafagalia in 1805, right, Napoleon had planned to invade Britain, but he was prevented from doing so by, by a British naval blockade that trapped his ships in their home ports for several months. Bottling up the French fleet was possible only because the British ships supplied their crews with fruit, which meant that they did not have to interrupt their tour of duty to bring on board new healthy sailors to replace those who would have been dying from scurvies. Didn't have to re resupply them with, 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 with guns and bullets. They resupplied them with fruit. Meaning the British could stay right there and maintain the black, the, the block, the blockade, right? But Napoleon's navy, they had to constantly replace sailors because they was dying. Now, Napoleon's French army, they had a bigger navy at the time. So if the British had to keep trying to replace sailors, yo, they could have broke through the blockade, right? This so actually, right, understanding the disease, which is scurvy, yo, actually saved the British nation, which allowed them to go on to colonize everything. Now, watch this. Indeed, it is no exaggeration. See, I ain't exaggerating, right? To say that Lynn's invention of the clinical trial and Blaine's uh, consequent promotion of lemons to treat scurvies saved the nation because Napoleon's army was much stronger than the British counterpart. So a failed blockade would probably have resulted in a successful French invasion. So this is my point. They knew about lemons actually fought and back scurvies. But they kept forgetting it. Okay? I'm going to send y'all an interesting article on how they just kept forgetting it. They wasn't transmitting it readily. They wasn't documenting it properly. They, had, they didn't have the proper clinical trials yet until Lynn's clinical trial. Right? Although they didn't have the clinical trials, right, they still was able to travel and go where they wanted to because at times, they did have it. But like Chef said, they was getting decimated from it. But the group oh, that lemon place fought and back scurvies. What that? That me or you? But they kept forgetting it. Oh, that's me. Okay. Right. Oh, you did that on purpose, boy. <laughs> I was trying to look at the chat. Go ahead. Because Haskell and they cutting up. Yeah, I don't know why Haskell. Yeah, just get to me Haskell. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. So, okay, so where we at? So my point is clear from it. But the group oh, that lemon space before the back scurvies, what that, that me or you? But they kept forgetting it. Oh, man. Nice you. All right, so my point is that what really impeded Europeans from, from just totally just going all in, right? was that scurvies. Now, if not for, like they, like, I, I'm not sure about, yeah, you're right, they was getting decimated, Chef, 
right? But it was, it, they, the, the cure had been known, right? So I think I cleared that up back in the 1400s. It had been known and different explorers was actually using it. Actually, so you know, I, I don't know where I'm at at this point. I just wanted to make my point that that understanding disease and having technology put two together is what actually allowed Britain to end up taking everything that gave them the edge and let them take everything, and that's how they was able to colonize on the regular currents, uh, distant lands, and bring ships full of men that ain't dick, ain't, ain't, ain't half sick and dying by the time they get there. You want to add something to that? Let's we'll move to the next discussion. No, um, like I said, it was going to be some overlap and agreement because I agree with um, that it definitely helped push them forward. The mm -hmm. point of the matter is it ain't get to a systematic treatment, right, where everybody was using it into the 1800s. Mm -hmm. They had already colonized most of the Americas by that time. They just took the, they, they allowed that shit to take a toll on human life. And, you know, they, they didn't, um, well, they worried about it. Um, I'm on an article right now. And if, it's, if my screen is showing, I don't know. We can see it. We can see it. Go ahead. Yeah. From sciencehistory.org. Um, mm -hmm. And in this article, it is, it's talking about how um, Europeans and, in England, London in particular, right? If you had any type of um, sailing um, experience, you would get accosted in the streets. Like they will watch people come off of boats, right? Mm -hmm. They will find those people, they will put bags over their head, beat them, and then drag them upon a ship because traveling across the seas was the most dangerous thing you could do at the time, right? So people was trying to avoid it. Most of the crews that was on those ships from the uh, 1600s to the uh, um, 1800s and to the event of steamships were actually kidnapped. I never knew that. That's crazy. They would kidnap people in the streets because they had to fill the ships up because people knew if you get on those ships, more than likely, you're not coming back, right? So people, and they had widespread starvation in London at the time, right? People would rather stay on the streets of London and starve than to get on those ships, you know what I mean? Going to India or to the Americas, right? So they were, they were basically, um, you know how they say they kidnapped the Africans? They were kidnapping Europeans, right? Putting them on them ships, you know, so they could fill the crews up. Um, because of scurvy. So uh, this says scurvy killed more than 2 million sailors between the time of Columbus transatlantic voyage. You read this in, um, on your, what's the name, right? Voyage and the rise of steam engines in the mid 19th century. So listen to that again. Scurvy killed more than 2 million sailors between the time of Columbus transatlantic voyage and the rise of steam engines in the mid 19th century. By the mid 19th century, they had already colonized the Americas. So it just took a toll on it. They just was packing people full of them ships and allowing people to die, whoever they transported. And, and what you showed was that it was certain um, um, 
captains who documented the use of uh, citrus, right? Um, the, the citrus fruit, spars-wise, um, lemon juice, orange juice, um, what's that? The lower, the lower orange is what they call tam, uh, tamarinds or whatever. Um, and the other one that you showed that, that I didn't know was they made um, a, tree, uh, a tea out of um, a tree bark, right? Um, somewhere around by India. But um, yeah, by, like, like, like this says, scurvy killed more than 2 million sailors between the time of Columbus, transatlantic voyage, and the rise of steam engines in the mid-19th century. The problem was so common that ship owners and governments assumed a 50% death rate from scurvy for their sailors on any major voyage. According to historian Stephen Brown, Stephen Brown, scurvy was responsible for more deaths at sea than storms, shipwrecks, combat, and all other diseases combined. In fact, Scurvy was so devastating that the search for a cure became the bone, the, the bone, the, what bone describes as a vital factor determining the destiny of nations. And they didn't come up with something comprehensive until 1841. So, you know, I, I, I can accept your point, but I feel like they just, they muscled through that shit for the most part. You know, and colonized, you know what I mean? It was some people that knew about it, you know what I mean? Some people had an inkling of knowledge about it, right? They didn't put it together and they muscled their way through it. And it took a toll on human life. They were kidnapping Europeans, putting them on their boats. Um, people wasn't coming freely um, over to the new world. And that just, that was shocking to me. I just learned that tonight. You know what I mean? I just learned that tonight. So, you know, I, I definitely learned something from you and I just taught myself something. So good conversation. Yeah. So uh, it's funny if you're using 66 percent. So you ain't you ain't coming no for Amana, right? Conquering the land right now. But British, the British, they had a, they had a that gave them that that put them here because they could do that. They could bring their full payload with them. And if they took a thousand men, a thousand would make it. So that's what that. And, and so at the end, what I would like to say is, is that their command of the clinical trials, right, gave them an advantage over other European nations. That's why they're the first to colonize the world. Remember that, yo? They said the sun never set on the British Empire. That's because they had the technology and the medical science, right, to bring blockades to people at a time without them being half dead and decimated, right? So I just wanted to add that little piece to it. But yeah, that was a good conversation, man. I'm glad we got that in, man. So we can uh, we can definitely move forward from that. Uh, get, I gave you all the sources. Get the book, Trick or Treatment, man. And that's how we like to do this around here. Anybody want to add something? Uh, Corey, you want to add something to it, brother? Or you on Call of Duty? I know how you do. What time is it? Yeah, she's gone. Call of Duty. Yeah, you don't call the dude, yo. It's that time, man. Call the dude, dude. I already know it. Hey, man, get the signs of Sean shirt, man. Come in a lot of colors. Sean don't even know what color they're coming to. That's what you get, Sean. Well, I got the colors you don't even got. Why? Got the colors you don't even got. Here you go. Yep. Signs for Sean. Scientific literacy, right? 
scientific method, scientific literature, boom. There you go, man. Man, support. You always work when you work it. Unbiased. <laughs> Unbiased there. Haskell is a pseudo-genius. <laughs> Drop the link to the pseudo-genius. <laughs> pseudo-genius. Yeah, he ain't, he ain't a pseudo-sophisticated, though. He's not sophisticated in his approach. He's a genius. That's funny. A pseudo-genius, yo. That's hilarious. So let me grab that link real quick. Hey, we can grab the link from right here somewhere on the screen, can't we, y'all? I can grab it. Grab the link, put it in the chat real quick, yo. Yeah, let people come and add your discussion. We get a body. It's quickness. Get people some love on a Friday, man. Get out of here, man. Anyhow. All right. He said, so what is Haskell talking about, though, yo? About scurvy, um, wasn't being spread airborne or something. I don't know. What do you say? It ain't, it, you know, it's, it's, it's <laughs> trying to, you know, equate that it's with vitamin C deficiency. It's an internal thing, it's not a thing that occurs outside, it's caused by vitamin C deficiency. So, like old people, right, that don't eat a lot and don't have caretakers around them. They're just eating, and in a couple in a couple days or so, right? Maybe a week or two, right? By not having anything with vitamin C in it, they develop scurvies. Like it's so prevalent on ships because you don't have access. They don't. Have, they didn't have the big uh, ships to cook dinners and all that. You go on the cruise ship, all you know. They had that. They had some dried meat. The fruit be dead. Like a week and a half into it. It ain't like they had ice. They would put right. salt on the food to keep it. He says scurvy is a perfect example of how a group having the same disease doesn't equal transmission of some infectious agent. Wow. You can't infect a person with scurvy. Bro. What's wrong with you? You like, used to sharpen in this one, uh, Haskell. Yeah, 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 you got to stop. I like to hear you say it, though, Haskell. I like the way you try to work you out of it, though. I like to hear that part. Damn. The genius part of you, the way you put it together. Yeah, what I'm saying is uh, the vitamin C breaks down in your body and it spreads out through the pot. <laughs> I, I don't know how you can get that one on. Yeah, that was crazy, Haskell. Come on, Haskell. You my man, too. Come on, Haskell. <laughs> He was definitely my man in that last conversation we had. We was the black Egyptian, right? He was on that side, right? Yeah, yeah. He my man on that one, yo. I'm messing with you with that, yo. He was, he, he was lighting him up. Yeah, he just, he do all that because he ain't going to take the vaccine. So he just come up with anything. Come up with anything. Come on, come on. I'm going to say anything, man. All right, man, y'all got two minutes to get on here. Ain't nobody coming through. They'll be closing it out. What's that sign to identify the Vikings' presence in North America? Yeah, you know that. You know when you watch the movie, the Vikings were was in North America. Remember? Remember Flocky? Remember, remember he disappeared, yo? Mm. Yeah, he disappeared. He was over here. It was crazy how they met the natives. 
<laughs> how he was friends with him, and then the other Vikings came over and killed him. Remember that? <laughs> the typical. Yeah, that was crazy. But yeah, they say um, I can read this article while we waiting. It says scientists identify Viking presence in North America centuries before Columbus. And uh, Sean sent me this um, article. <clears throat> Who came in? That was just Adrian. Huh? Adrian. What's up, Adrian? What's up? Okay. Um, you know, a very um, influential show. Um, I really like this one because um, I like when you all talk about how a lot of the English are uh, saying right? Oh, I gotta be here. Oh. And, uh, Hello. Can't hear you. He froze oh, up. Oh, okay, because one of y'all was called by somebody, but yeah, like I knew about that when um you can you can get a lot of information on that information um if you read uh, Karl Marx's Capital Volume One, he talks about how a lot of uh, Europeans up in England was hit upside the head and thrown on the ship. Mm -hmm. So you know if you want more information on that, read Capital Volume One. All right, let me read this. All right, researchers have established the exact year Europeans were first present in North America. In a study published Wednesday dating the Viking presence in Newfoundland, Canada to exactly a thousand years ago in 1021 AD, almost 500 years before Christopher Columbus set foot in the Americas. Scientists were able to identify a precise year by analyzing wood from the Norse settlement known as Oh. Yo. He left. He left. Yeah, it said recording stopped and then I guess it took him out. Yeah, I don't know what happened. So we not even live no more. Oh, yeah? Huh? Is we still live? Let me see. No, not in the chat. Mm -hmm. It say we live on YouTube. Yeah, it looked like it from what I saw. Oh, we still, he said we still live. How the hell we still live? Who the goddamn host? You are. I am? Yes, sir. Yeah, you the host. Okay. All right. Well, let me finish reading. All right. <clears throat> Scientists were able to, I, let me lock this on me. Can I, can I lock this on me? Because I'm showing my screen. Um. Hold on, y'all. <coughs> so that's me. All right. <clears throat> Scientists were able to identify a precise year by analyzing wood from the North settlement known as, now this is some uh, French shit. So I'm not even gonna try to um, pronounce this. 
but we just <laughs> call it meadows. <laughs> so, known as uh, meadows, a Beyonce me- Almedo. Huh? Beyonce Almedo. Okay. You mean cool. <laughs> Beyonce. Not Leonce. I'm just trolling, oh. man. A UNESCO World Heritage Site. Discovery uh, represents the first known point at which humans encircled the globe, according to the study published in the Journal of Nature and the only secured calendar date for the presence of Europeans across the Atlantic before the voyages of Columbus. Um, Previous estimates which which dated the site in the 11th century were based on oral histories and stylistic analysis of artifacts and archaeological remains, the study said. Um, Meadows is the earliest and only known Viking site in North America and was first discovered in 1960, according to the UNESCO, and hundreds of wooden, bronze, bone, and stone artifacts have been discovered there by archaeologists over the years. Evidence from the location also suggests it was used as a base camp for explorations further south. Big number, 470. That's at least how many years the Vikings reached the Americas before Christopher Columbus, who landed in the Bahamas in 1492 but indigenous communities predated both Columbus and Leif Erikson, an Icelandic explorer who has been linked to Meadows and is believed by some to have been the first European visitor to North America. Key background. The colonial legacy of Columbus and others has come under scrutiny in recent years. Last month, Canada marked its first National Day for the Truth and Reconciliation, commemorating the indigenous survivors of the residential school system as the country reckons with colonization's destructive long-term impacts. A statue of Columbus in Mexico City was recently taken down and is being replaced with one of an indigenous woman. And earlier this month, President Joe Biden officially recognize Indigenous Peoples Day, the first American president to do so. And just better get your tomahawks. <laughs> For the reason. Um, <laughs> let me see. So, Okay, let me see. All right, this is of an excerpt. So yeah, they're basically saying that the Vikings, they found the Viking settlement that dates back to almost 500 years before Columbus in Canada. So it's time to rewrite those history books. That's amazing. That is amazing. But they've been talking about this discovery um, for years. Like they said, it was first discovered in the 1960s. So you see how long it takes them uh, to update information, right? We're talking, 60 years ago, mm-hmm. right? They discovered this 60 years ago. And um, 
you know, they've been dragging their feet on this and they're, they're now um, stating this as, as a fact that it is definitely a Norse site and um, the wood and the bronze and stuff that they analyzed from the campsite is um, dating it back to, you know, uh, 1021 right. AD. And That's, you know what's um, interesting to me that you read mm-hmm. was Leif Erikson. You know, I've been hearing about him for some years. I've been hearing about Leif Erikson since I was about 12 or 13. And it's like they didn't want to give him any credit. Mm. They talked about him as SpongeBob. It was like Happy Leif Erikson Day or something. I'm like, who is this? <laughs> and SpongeBob, I didn't hear him talk about him. It mentioned in class very briefly, you know, about being an explorer. They didn't say, and they said he, he, he found he was up in Canada and things like that, but, you know, they didn't really call Canada America at that time. I don't, I don't know why they called it Canada. Um, they isolated it, and they said he really found it like Newfoundland and those areas up that. They didn't give him this part of the world. You know, that's interesting that now, after all these years, they're rewriting the science, you know, I guess because that's what information does, though, as they continue to explore and gather facts, then they mm. change the facts, you feel me? They just yeah. stuck in that one situation or that one area where they were. Yeah, so th- this is definitely um, amazing, right? Like anybody who is not interested in this, you know, as a, as a, if you like history, right, and things like that, this is definitely, um, you know, amazing. And we was on the um, Science with Sean um, before we started this show when we were talking about um, um, people who purported that, you know, Africans made it to, um, West Africans in particular, made it to um, the Americas before Columbus also. Um, we don't have no physical proof of that, but, you know, we have physical proof of um, Norse people, um, Scandinavians, who made it to uh, the Americas before Columbus, right? We have physical evidence along with their... Um, their folklore, right? They have folklore saying it, but now they have um, physical evidence. Well, they just acknowledge the physical evidence of the Vikings who, um, but they took a whole nother route. They didn't um, get here across the Atlantic. They went through the North Sea. Um, and Ireland hopped over from um, Greenland to Iceland and then came around the glaciers and, and got into Canada that way. So, yeah, that's um, that's very um, interesting. So, the the part, what do y'all think about the Africans? The people who claim that the Africans um discovered the Americas or uh explored the Americas before Columbus. What do y'all think until about? I, until I see something like that, Chef, I'm not giving it any validity. I didn't give it any validity because I ain't never heard it. You see. And if I'm not seeing it, and this is how I look at things, because I did book reports on things like this growing up. On like, I mean, literally, my mother would make me read. I would be like, I'm bored, mama. And she'll say, go get an encyclopedia. And she'll just pick something random, and I have to read it, and then write a book report on it. So I was about to write a book report on the discovery of America. 
Islanders and Native Americans and things like that at a young age. And I didn't ever read that. that Africans yeah. had that have came to America before Columbus ever growing up. So me hearing it now is not going to really shake anything because there's not any evidence supporting that. Okay, what about you, Adrian? Um, I wouldn't throw it all like I, I I wouldn't throw it all the way. I wouldn't throw it out. I mean, I'm holding that close to my chest, just 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 thinking about how advanced um Timbuktu and Songate was. I'm not throwing it out. I'm just waiting on the evidence. You know, it's a theory right now. You know, we can speculate. You know, but the Vikings coming over here—that's proven. You, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, I'm not so, throwing it out completely. So why wouldn't you throw it out completely? Uh, is there any uh, piece of evidence that you would say it lends uh, credibility to the claim? Like, is it any one thing that stands out um, other than the fact that you are black that that you are holding on to? You know um, that position. Yes. Just due to the fact of how advanced Timbuktu was and science and map and, and map making, et cetera. I'm not that's why I'm just not throwing it out. I, I'm waiting till something comes out, but I'm not throwing it out. It's mm-hmm. a theory right now, so I'm I'm speculating, you know. Because mm-hmm. West Africa was was the university of the world, was one of the two univers well, three universities of the world during the Middle Ages. And even if you read, um, what's my boy's name, uh, Felix Du Bois, he says that you know these Africans in Timbuktu were smarter than the Arabs and the Arab savants in um, Arabia. So I'm not, I'm not gonna throw that. I'm not gonna throw it out. You know, I'm just speculating. All right, I hear you, and I appreciate that. But let me ask you this question: Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Um, taking everything you said into consideration. Knowing that the uh, continent of Africa and the areas where these Africans were coming from. Hold on, you coming and, in and out every time you talk a little bit. Um, and knowing that these Africans had just about everything they needed right there in front of them on the continent of Africa, what would be their reason for wanting to expand and search another and look for another nation? What would be the reason? What would be a reason for them to travel? No, not travel, because I know they were traveling. I mean, what would be the reason for them to try to expand to a whole nother nation? If And everything they needed is right there on the continent of Africa. Mm. That's something to think about. I didn't think about that. But I'm just not throwing out them coming across here uh, coming to the Americas out of the window completely. I'm gonna hold on to it until there's definitive evidence. <laughs> can I ask? A, can I ask a question? What's up, Sean? Go ahead. Peace, peace, peace. Um, Adrian, because I think we had this conversation before, and I'm just trying to understand why you're holding on to a belief with no archaeological evidence. Um, you, you, you brought up Timbuktu when you keep saying how uh, a wealth of knowledge was um, existing among them. 
you can be smart, but that don't mean that you you're smart enough to build boats. Okay, so so if the evidence says, and this this goes back to what I wrote in volume three dealing with Mansa Musa. If the evidence shows, not if, the evidence shows that a certain small piece of technology didn't exist until the 15th century, that overthrows a belief or to hold on to that which makes no sense. Africans, right? And this was this is this is a good point. So West Africans had no need to go outside of their means. And we and Sheffern and I talked about this, and I think this is why he posed it. But he says that we were we were talking about how ugly the currents were in the Atlantic. We have evidence of a 10,000-year-old canoe, right? A war canoe. That we have evidence for. So we knew that the oldest potential ship in that way would be a canoe and then we have we have other archaeological evidence that support canoe buildings because they were able to maintain those even till this day if you look at ghana today and you look at elmina are they using ships they're not using ships what are they using they're using canoes they still don't have a ship out there they're using canoes. What are they using canoes to go to? To travel from the uh, the coastal line of, of West Africa directly to Elmina, where they don't have to face current. Even in the canoes that they built earlier on, when they got too far away from the coastline, the canoes would the canoes would take people under. We have supportive evidence that states. That And when I say supportive evidence, I'm saying this from, from oral tradition. And to support the oral tradition, we have archaeological evidence. And with archaeological evidence, we have um, other data that comes up to support that, right? So it, we're not just taking the oral word, but they feared, they were terrified of the waters, right? They named them after deities for a reason. Now, now I'm not talking about no Oshun and you mixing out. No, 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 no. They named them after deities that will come and wreak havoc on you. So what evidence, what other supportive evidence would you need Right. If there's a mountain of evidence against your position, what piece of evidence would you need that will come out and say, because you do know how we get to a theory, right? Yeah. Okay. So the way that you said that makes me question our understanding of a theory. And what I'm saying to that is you don't get to a theory if it if you haven't gotten past the hypothesis stage. You see what I'm saying? Because you said there's other evidence still waiting out. No, that would be a hypothesis. If we're at, if we're at a theoretical stage, that means we had enough evidence to, to overcome the hypothesis stage 
because it's been scrutinized and shrunk down. And now we're at a theory and we have supportive evidence for that theory. So we can stand on that. But if we're stuck at hypothesis, then I would agree with you. We need to wait on more evidence. But Timbuktu is not going to yield any evidence. Timbuktu is going to yield evidence reverting back to um, Arab, Arab dominance, uh, history, mapping, math, you know, the other sciences. They're not going to talk. It's not going to. We're not going to find anything regarding the shipbuilding. They didn't come to the banks. Of, they didn't come to West Africa and worry about shipbuilding. They came to West Africa worried about resources, natural resources, trade as an emphasis. They didn't care. They had to cross the Sahara. They didn't know a route that would, Arabs didn't know a route to, to go through the Mediterranean and come down. That was, that was too far for them to do business. They can caravan, they behind all the way back where they needed to go. Okay, so Sean, let me ask you a question. You hear me? Yeah. Okay. So, Reggie, uh, that was interesting what you said about um, Africans were afraid of the, the currents when they named them after deities. Where did you um get that from? Because I'm I'm in my Amazon cart right now getting stuff for my birthday. So I, I just want to know where you, where you got that so I can grab the book because that. Because I want to, you know, you buy books for your birthday. You you gonna be a serious dude. I'm gonna let and, you know. Yeah, you can you can you can get um you can get your Nesco you can get that the PDF free in the Discord. You can get your Nesco Volume Three. It'll tell you stories about that. You know, you can get a history of West Africa Volume One and Volume Two, especially in Volume One. They're gonna tell you that by Jay Ajay and Michael Crowder. They're gonna tell you that. Chapter seven. I'm gonna give you the exact chapter. Chapter seven. When it's when it <laughs> they gonna they gonna give you they gonna give you that. You said my history, a history of West Africa, a history of West Africa. They gonna give you that all day long, and the reason they gonna give you that is because when he when when uh, uh, Jay Ajay and Michael Crowder when they talking about a history of West Africa. They don't talk about none of that old stuff, bro. No, they don't talk about none of that. And they go from tribe to tribe. Yeah, and see, that's about... one of the reasons why, that's one of the reasons why I did Windows, uh, Windows of West Africa presentation on the Masi Warrior Clan, like there's like three or four years ago. It's like a long presentation. It's like two over two hours, but it's a lot of information in that presentation, because what it did was set the table for me to do a host of those slave ship and slave trade presentations that's on the Masi Warrior Clan. Like there's a, man, it's, it's like 10, maybe 12 presentations on like slave ship, slave trade, all of that. I got a, a, a specific presentation on shipbuilding. Talking about the technology. And I even bring the quote up that I just mentioned to you in one of the presentations. Because that was a really a real vocal point for me in trying to understand what happened to us as far as our involvement in in the uh, Holocaust, our Holocaust. How, how did we get here? And this was still right around the time where people were trying to project project themselves to be aboriginals. 
So you had to take you had to take that away from them. And, and yet they still try to project themselves out to be that. But you had to take it away from them because, remember, they wanted to, they kept saying, where are the ships? Where the names of the ships? So I ran through and gave them all kind of names and all kind of everything and 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 manifestos and and all these different records that were written by these uh, Portuguese um, chroniclers and all of that, because they they were cocky. They wrote about what they did to people. They wrote about coming in the villages and and snatching up 10 bodies and people fleeing, burning down the villages and all of this stuff. They did those things. So if Africans had the technology to cross the ocean, then Africans would have had the technology to withstand the penetration of foreign entities from the Atlantic in droves. They would have had the firepower. They would have had all of these, all of these things. So you can't limit their, their knowledge to just, well, they, they could have built ships. Hell, they wouldn't be, they wasn't making guns. You see what I'm saying? They weren't building cannons. They weren't building things that could help them defend their land, their rights, and their passages against outsiders. So on the other hand, they couldn't make guns, but on the other, and then on one hand, they couldn't make guns. On the other hand, they could make boats. Makes no sense. They it, it wasn't the fact that they had a need for it. It goes back to Sabio's point. They didn't have a need for it. What they were getting by with as far as their technology, you know, as far, it had advanced to a point of shooting, uh, uh, throwing spears and, and, and bow and arrows, so to say, and car, sharpening down things and making, you know, uh, knives out of certain things or close combat because the way that Africans war with each other, they were they were more so close combat guerrilla warfare. You've seen that because their old tactics worked. They they use what they knew to their advantages. When the Europeans did come, when they would ambush them and do all of that, those that's the behavior of how they actually conducted wars amongst one another. But if they really had beef, they wouldn't settle. They wouldn't handle their beef until the chiefs or the kings would come in and intervene and. Then, you know, some type of negotiation will withstand and then they'll part ways before the European intervene in those differences. So if if we are going to get into West African history. You got to start with. The, you know, a, a, a compilation of facts. And that compilation of facts is going to be they didn't have the technology to to do those things because of no interest. Why build a canoe? Why stop at a canoe? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. We would have found a damn boat. Basically. But by the, but by the time the by the time technology had caught up, hell, they started making um the the boats had uh for Europeans had evolutionized because they're in the industrial age. So now they're making the, the boats where they can uh put the coal in them and all of that and they do all of that. It wasn't no, it wasn't those old style boats. Were so being that they so being that they uh revolutionized the whole shit, should we still be following behind the Africans or should we go with, with the, the Europeans that made better? The boats. As far you oh okay, boats specifically. Yeah. 
where we are today, we need, we need to advance. So we need to advance in, this is a different day and age. So, you know, like Africa really, like Ghana, I believe more specifically, really just put a satellite in the air not too long ago. That hadn't been done before. They, they just put in a satellite, like, so with Ghana okay. just putting a satellite in the air, right? The Chinese yeah, like, phone. We say, Chef, you say what now? I thought the Chinese did that for them. Uh, no, if you go back a couple of years before the Chinese get there, they they had really just got a satellite up in, up in there up in the air. And the Chinese did that one for them too, right? I don't know if the Chinese. Did, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna attest to that. I just know if we go and we look it up. We probably can confirm if Chinese I, had. That. I think they built. I think it was built in Ghana with the Chinese help, but they had to use um, the Chinese to actually get it into orbit. Like they don't have that that capability, so yeah, I, I think it was, you know, the Chinese. I, 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 and, and and I would agree with you on that because where is it going? Where the technology going to come from? But mm-hmm. their engine, but their in ingenuity and their engineering capability, they have the minds now to yeah, move shot. the countries into the twenty first or the the, mm-hmm. the technical industry, but they haven't been successful at doing that. That's why internet sucks over there. Okay, so so you're talking about Ghana, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just anywhere, so, just just in anywhere, because they're behind technologically outside of those major cities. Uh, you know, internet suffers in areas. You know, what I'm, for for instance, like the Gambia. You know, we deal with the Gambia, right? But when we try, yeah. when we want to do live streams and things of that nature with the students and all of that, sometimes there may be outages. And we can't connect to it. But why? But why? But why they haven't out? Man, like technology has gone so far since back 10, 15 years ago. Why they still having outages and shit like that? Like when when we had five G infrastructure, poor infrastructure. Right, right. There you go. But look, but look, we have five G right now. Where we at? Where me and you, Sean? Where we live at? We have five G right now. Why the fuck are they still at fucking one G? Then to, to, to the IMF, they can't. They, they can't. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Adrian. So we have they had one G. Why should we? Why should we like? Why should we even be talking to them? Why should we even be talking to these? Well, not, I don't want. I don't want to call them motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? But why should we even be talking to them when we have five G and they want they had one G, Sean? Yeah, because we're helping them advance further than us. That's the point. Right, uh, they, they have the land, they have the resources, you know what I mean? Like, and they have their own countries, so they're gonna go further than us. Like, wow. and they have, the, they have the world's youngest population. Who that? Who that? Huh? Who has the, the world's youngest population? Africa, Sub-Saharan Africa, at that. So you say they have the the world's youngest population? They have the world's youngest population. Meaning they're going to be around. It's more young people in Sub-Saharan Africa than anywhere else in the world. Okay. You know what I mean? The youth goes with them and their education is getting up there. Like the motherfuckers smart as shit. So, okay. you know. Yeah, so that's why they say it's a hell of an investment if you're able to be, think about it. If you're that, if you're that person that creates like what we have, what they call a grid, right? If we implemented a grid and we continue to build on that grid, just specifically West Africa, 
and we improved electricity, internet, television, things like that. Like if we expand that out and that would open up opportunities of, you know, of, of employment, that would open mm-hmm. up opportunities for hella resources, but we would be in control of that. They are, they are because of colonialism, see, they fought a different fight than what we fought here in America. They actually was carved up and still fighting against colonialism. So they're suppressed mentally based on how they were carved up and how the resources, because of their political, and, and I blame this, I blame this on the leaders because they don't have any, right. really. I blame, uh, so you blame this on leadership, but you also blame this on, uh, you, you also blame this on the attention to detail because at one point, culturally, before these new emerging leaders, they got some stuff done. It just wasn't advancing them into where they needed to be. To be honest, they're, they're really still in the industrial age, That's in right. my eyes. You Fact. see what I'm saying? I'm agreeing with that. you wholeheartedly. Not even that. Not even that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm just trying to give them, I'm trying to at least give them. Get the a little something. But... <laughs> but, but that's how bad it is. Now, in some areas, though, they're in the 21st century. But that what's bad is it can't be, it can't look like America, right? It's too big. It's too vast. But they just can't seem to get things politically under control that can advance them. They got, listen, bro, those motherfuckers come over here and they, if you, have you ever sat in a classroom and, and been in the same classroom party with them Africans? Party shit. <laughs> Man, they speak in seven languages, so you know they ain't dumb. They get nothing but A's. They know the damn, they know, they passing everything. And you sit here and you look at them and like, how the hell you can't fix something? They ain't got no money. Mm-hmm. Man, this African girl, I, I go to so school. Look. I had to help her write her paper. That, that is, so that look, is. so look, so look. So we should we should we like look at them and say, boom, we got y'all back. We're gonna take on y'all's uh whatever y'all can't do and put it on our back. Or should we say, what? man, fuck that, we, we gonna can't even help ourselves. Yeah, yeah we man, gotta help we, ourselves we, first. Hold up, hold up. That's that and that's what I'm saying, Sean. <laughs> like, like fuck that. I mean, I ain't going to say fuck Africa, right? But I'm going to say fuck trying to damn go so hard and connecting everybody and getting everybody to unite when we got all this work to do in America. When they, they oh, I don't even know if y'all got to the conversation the way, you know, the slavery and all that shit. Chef, y'all got to that conversation yet? Nah. Oh, no. We were talking about uh, Vikings and scurvy. Okay, my bad, my bad. Y'all talking about the Vikings. <laughs> I'm, 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 <laughs> hey, look, I'm just, I'm just checking in. So I'm just, all right, go ahead. Africans made it, um, <laughs> Americas before Columbus. Okay, so y'all still on that? Okay. No, but it, it, it's definitely, um, you definitely came in when we were talking about the technology of West Africa, right? Yeah, like take technology in West Africa is slacking right now, yo. No, and this we're not talking about now. Yeah, we we was talking about back um in the 1400s. It was slacking then. Um it's, but and it's it, still slacking. Yeah, but it was it was good for where they was at until they until they was um faced with people yep. that came into West Africa that had um it, 
um, superior technology than them. But amongst the Africans, they were perfectly fine. You know what I mean? It, okay. it, 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 they didn't need to advance their um, technology, you know, no further than where it was at, right? They still had their urban centers, right? They mm -hmm. were able to uh, farm, they could fish, right? They can protect mm -hmm. themselves from each other. And at the end of the day, that's all people look for. Where, where are they at in 2021 right now? Yeah, now now they now they behind. But that was that was purposely done too, also. You know what I mean? That you know, because we, we can't even front on that. Like now we're gonna act like uh Europeans and Arabs wasn't racist. You know, <laughs> so <laughs> hey yo, let's 2021 right now. Where are they at? What, what are we doing right now? Well, the Africans will. Well, hold on. You can look at some. Let's look at some. Right? Is is some of them that would surprise you? Let me pull my YouTube, my uh, iPad up. Um, you ever heard of uh, Rwanda? Yeah. Yeah, Rwanda. You heard about the the Holocaust in Rwanda, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Now, Rwanda and its president is leading Africa in technology. Right. Yeah, he a serious dude. Um, they actually got one of the first digital cities, um, Kingali. Um, let me see. Let me pull up an article on Kingali. Because that's amazing right there. You wouldn't even would have thought Kingali was in Africa when I seen it. <laughs> Yeah, that's also where Steve Harvey, I think, was it was a Rwanda, somewhere down in Rwanda, somewhere close to Rwanda. That's where they did the show. He did the show in Africa. Who? Steve Harvey. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah. Kigali yeah, is popping, man. That, I seen that. I said, wow. Like, <laughs> yeah, let me see. I don't even know how to spell it. But no, nah, I can't. I mean, I understand what you what, what you're getting at, um, uh, you know, and they do look here like even with the you know cell phones and things in that nature. We see them with their cell phones in their hands. They're on social media now. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm -hmm. You know, they you know, they using their little apps to communicate with us, uh, things like that. You got to watch the hustle, though. You know, some of them right. are trying to right. You know, some, some of them trying to get their hustle on and. That's rightfully so, uh, but you um, you see them trying to come up out of that and come into a different era, a different mindset, mm -hmm. and uh, that's one of the reasons why, you know, uh, as far as what we got going on, you know, we we invested in the educational system there, not only to to, to just say we're doing something in Africa, but the the investment there toward education provides more opportunity for those kids to be able to take care of their families. You have to remember because they're so far behind that, you know, the children are trying to still make a better way for their family. Like the circumstances is much different. Understood. Right. But, yeah. but should we, but should we care more about them or the, or the Africans rest right here? We in can, America? we can walk and chew gum at the same time. I, I don't know about that. I don't know about that because some of know, us can. 
Yeah, you're right. Some of us can, but it's so many poor and homeless Africans right here in America that I don't even think we got time to deal with that over there because they not even really, you know what I mean? Like it depends on what it, African place you're talking about. Like I said, um, if you look at um Kingali, they are calling Kingali the Singapore of Africa, right? Because of its technology, like it's it's actually, you know, partnered with um China and other Asian nations, and, and they basically got the the best deal, right? So these um Chinese corporations have been coming in, uh, training, right, and building facilities for these Africans, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and the tech not the transfer of technology, and, and these people are are able to absorb this technology and they 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 building like you know crazy fucking cities now. Like man, chef, I understand that, right? But mm -hmm. I got a nigga like I'm in I'm in Stockbridge, right? I got a nigga right right now, like five, 40, 30, 40 miles down the street in downtown Atlanta, homeless right now. Oh, <laughs> and hey. I could no no <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, why am I worried about a nigga all the way no. whoever it's in Gali, whatever the hell you just said. When no, I got a nigga 40 no, miles. He got from, opportunity though. He got opportunity <laughs> he ain't taking advantage of. But, you know what but I'm talking but, about just think about <laughs> Think about what I'm saying. If that yeah. dude hungry, right, right there, yeah. Yeah. yo, you, that's something right there. You don't even have to work hard to help him. Right? But it's a if, bunch of them niggas, though. Right. Let's let hold on. You is is homeless people or people struggling everywhere, right? So you don't feel like America has enough resources to help its poor. They can't even help its veterans. Huh? I do, but I, I feel like I do. I do feel like America has enough resources to help its poor, but I feel like it's not a priority to the average American. The American is a broad, you know what I'm saying? That's a broad category. That's, that's all kind of people fit into that category or that uh, term of American. But us yeah, as black people, are we talking about? Wait, my bad. All right, so if you, if, all right, look at it like this. See, we don't think business-wise. And that's a problem, right? Because you can make money, right? And invest. And Africa could be an investment force. And you looking at it like, yo, help this dude that's down the street that's struggling. America got enough resources to help his poor, yo. Like it's easier. So you you would take an investment and not uh engage in an investment, right? Because you see a nigga next to Burger King. That's yeah, home. I mean he he right there. At least I see where my money going. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? At least I can I can hand that nigga a thousand dollars and say, "Yo, saw him go get the hotel right there and got there and sleep for the night." Come How you know he ain't no drug addict though? I mean that's beside the point, Adrian. No, I'm saying no, no. I, I, look. If look, I, how I know the nigga that yeah, how the nigga in another country? How do I know that a nigga in another country ain't a drug addict? He knew like, he I can I can see this dude. dude. Wait, wait, wait. How, how do I know I if I follow get you up, Adrian? Five dollars and he gonna buy a stag. Like I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm saying okay, boom. Okay, so you say that, but 
how do I know that the dude in another country isn't a drug addict? I don't even, I ain't probably gonna never see this dude, right? Burger King is one. Huh? How do I know if the dude at Burger King is a drug addict? Okay, and he might be, and he might, and he might be, but if I don't see him on the corner next week, next week, at least I know that he ain't right there next week. The dude that's at the corner might rob you. If I didn't want to take it off the topic and shit. Are you good, bro? But I mean, you did take us off topic, but you know, you good. My bad. We wanted, we wanted to hear you. No, I'm not. I, I feel like for not all of us, but for some of us, we can walk and chew gum. But as far as what you're saying, no, nah, I mean, yeah, you want to take care of what's right underneath your nose always. You want to you want to deal with that first, right? Uh, for for those for those people who are capable of doing that, you want to take care of that first. Um, it says ninety nine cent, ninety nine percent. My bad, yo. I'm um, I'm um. I already know you are the sources. You sourcing up already, already. Nah, 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 nah. I'm, 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 I'm editing. I'm editing a, a chapter in a book, for somebody. <laughs> so, Ain't but no nah, like, like I feel like um, we can do both, but I don't think we, we can, also though, have Sean. to see. We uh huh? How we gonna do both, Sean? All right, we easy. got millions. Okay, we got so millions. Yep, of people, but of, is that is right that now. on us though? Is that solely on us? Is it solely on us? Because these people, right? And I'm saying when I say these people, I'm saying the government. The government has enough funding projects to take care of the, to get these people off the street. The problem is the people don't want to get off the street because they don't want to get the help, the psychological help. For them to restore themselves back to what they were before they hit the streets. Some people, some people have made it a living because they can bum their way through and not have to pay the high ass rent and all these other things. Like some of them do that. They'll hold that, they'll sit there and hold a sign and collect dividends all day. And then they mm-hmm. look like they live on the street, but the motherfuckers get up at the, at the end of the night, pull out a cell phone and get picked up by Uber and go home. But hold on, so now we so now we expecting them to goddamn get taken care of by the government, the same government that the black power community says we shouldn't goddamn fuck with. Who said so that? It, it, it's just a whole, it's a whole thing, Adrian. You I mean, probably ain't, power you twenty. That's that's broad. Right? Sure you twenty. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you just getting into the. To the, to the struggle, Mega. Come on, dude. But, I've, I've been in the struggle, dude. Don't, all right, bro. Since the diapers, okay, cool. But look, okay. Y'all say that they got government prop uh, uh, programs, right? For these people to get into the way they can at least sustain themselves and, and pay their bills. Yeah, but we saying that. The black community should take care of themselves and only fuck with the black community, right? Nah, I'm gonna tell all right. So let's do this. This might this might help me and you both. All right, I got a cousin. Two of them actually. 
One's in his thirties. The other one's is in his in his forties. Uh, um, one just got locked up. He was doing heroin. Um, the other one, crackhead, been been like that since he seen his mother get killed. You know, it took a little time, but eventually he tried it for the first time and then he was hooked. So whatever. All right. Now, no my now he's been in jail his entire life. Like the only time he wasn't in jail was when he was from from the time he was born to about 15. After that, any type of jail would do. It seemed like jail is the only thing that could rehabilitate him for the time that he's re rehabilitated. And as soon as he get like he get close to getting out of jail, shit go he goes to shit. If he mm -hmm. halfway house it, he gonna get high. Ain't no way around it. He gonna get high because he can't deal with reality. He had he has a, a psychological problem. His mental makeup is jacked. All right. So dealing specifically with him, he has no home, nowhere to go. My grandmother died. That was the only place he could go. She would put him out. He would live in the streets. He would, you know, bum around. You know what I mean? He would try to find some some um, sloppy fat crackhead that lived hotel to hotel room that he could maneuver his way into and, you know, shelter himself up and things of that nature. But he has no way. So pretty much his whole livelihood is scheming just to put a roof over his head with various different crackheads. Okay. So th this is internal. So I'm saying for me, right, the dude got out, got him on his feet, got him a woman, got married, man had so much weight on him, working, and then all of a sudden, he went to shit. He called out of work one time, and next thing you know, he was back and high and fucked everything up six months down the road. Then he started stealing, get caught. You know what I'm saying? He was trying to prostitute out one of these chicks in a school zone. They hit him with that shit. So now he had to file. He had to do all. He had to file for what's that? When you when you uh when you violate or whatever, those little sex charges or whatever, sex offender. Oh yeah, you sex offender. Yeah, you yeah. You're on there so for life. He, come on now. Now he had to register as a sex offender because he was pimping out a chick. As he should have. <laughs> come on, come on, yeah, with it. yeah. Come on now. A chick in a school in a school zone. You know what I'm saying? They both crackheads, but they just doing it to get hot. So I'm speaking, I'm speaking on the, I'm, the sex offender uh website. He should have been on that. Yeah, right? yeah. So okay. so what I'm saying is my issue is right. I ain't talking about the, the guy at the Burger King. I'm talking about my own family member. Like if mm -hmm. if we trying to provide the resources, he's real good at dog training and the whole nine. My brother, my brother had these Rottweilers. He tended to all the dogs, trained them, build them up, whatever. They had dog, puppies. He nurtured it all the way through, even sold the dogs. All of that. Okay. It was all profit for all profit for him. Okay. We try to build. We try to build a way for him to make a sustainable income without having to worry about the government and okay. all of those things. But okay. his issues. His what I'm saying is a lot of people that's like him. Their issues are bigger than the help that we can provide him. Mm -hmm. So when I see people on the street corners and things of that nature, that's the first thing I think about. Where's their psychological makeup? Because they can easily turn it around. Like man, like. 
Think about pursuit of happiness. That's based right. on a true story. Right. Right. But most people don't have that drive to, to come out of that. So we can't just really put what I'm saying. What I'm saying all that to say, like, sometimes we got to cut our losses because most motherfuckers didn't try with these people on the corners. Right. So if I can take that that same energy and that same investment that I would have put to somebody on the corner, I can go and do that somewhere else. I can see something else coming to fruition that could benefit the long longevity, but also build a bridge, but also build something that that our families could tie back to. And see, that's that's where me and you differ because I see that as like if I take that further out, like to somebody in another in another country. Oh, I don't even, I can't even relate to them. We don't even have the same culture at this point. You feel me? Like the person down the street, at least I know that he know what being black in America feel like. But a nigga in Africa or or another country, I don't even know what the hell they talking about. I can't even think how they think because they grew up in a whole nother set of goddamn experiences. You feel me? So how can I put a dollar towards what they got going on and I can't put a dollar toward the dude down the street that I really can't even fuck with what he got going on. But I can relate you keep to saying they black in America. Huh? You keep saying they, but the initiative is you. You're investing in a place so it that it benefits you. What if that been what if that the investment right yields mm-hmm. millions of dollars for you and you can do more for the people down the street? You just made a hell of an investment. Okay, yeah, I can, I can, I can, I can deal with that. But we, but we if, can't. If, look if, at... if 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 it yields a, a million dollars. <laughs> no, no, I'm just, I'm just saying because you know, like James Smalls, he has a hotel in West Africa, right? Right, right. He got a hotel, so something's working well for him to benefit off his hotel. You know, not through COVID because it was slowed up, you know what I mean? But when when people were visiting and doing all of those things, it brought a sustainable income for him to be able to do what he needed to do because he ain't working under anyone. But he was here the majority of the time. But he just invested in an area that, that's up and coming. So, for instance, we, we, we were going back talking about technology. So what if his hotel, because of his investments, had better internet, right? Better accommodations than all the other hotels around. It makes it makes his income drive even harder, even more. But it also gives him the opportunity to help the dude at Burger King under the bridge around the corner, even just to put $100 on, on somebody's books that's locked up or $50 for somebody to get some minutes on their phone so they can talk to their mama that they ain't seen and see if their government check came. Because in Atlanta, and you you in Stockbridge right now, so on up 85, yeah, on up 85 or 285 or somewhere, there was a dude that was living under the bridge that called, literally, they had him on TV, called his mama to see if his check came in. And he went to go pick up his check and then came right back under the bridge. Uh, <laughs> that's true. That's real. I thought that was the wildest, yo. So I was like, man, they living conditions is like, they're choosing this. 
I mean, you see what I'm saying? Rent free. But they ain't the only ones doing it. People in California are doing it. And them motherfuckers got jobs. Hey, Sean, but, but Sean, who's the who's to determine who's more important at this point? To be honest, it, I mean, everybody important. I mean, but I, I'm with you. It start it's it start under under your roof, it start in your in your neighborhood, it start in your community. It start in your city, it start in your state before you can just go somewhere else. But you can't help everybody because most of them, they don't want to help. Mm-hmm. They want, they want the freeway. Okay. But no, I, I mean, I, I, I get where you're going. I mean, you know what I'm saying? But it, it, it all aligns. I just feel like we can walk and chew gum, though. But we got to have the minds. Like, I think that we let the thinkers think, the doers do. And, and, and you know what I'm saying? We we do our best job with what we got. I think, I think we got to, I think we got to put all of the emotions to the side, though, and think purely logical at this point. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, all of the other, like, it's only one thing that's going to work. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to think logical, yo. What What's the solution for the, the, the guy living under the bridge? I mean, shit, he might have to get a job. <laughs> On some real shit, like, I mean, when I when I go, when I, I ain't gonna lie, when I drive past a homeless dude, whether he be black, so if he white, I'm gonna be honest with you, if, if I when I drive past white homeless dudes, I don't give them no money because I feel like they already had an advantage. I feel like, you know, like, nah, I don't even feel sorry for you at this point. And I might be wrong. I could be wrong with that, right? Black dude, I don't give him no money because I'd rather give my son $10. I got three kids, right? I'd rather give my children the money that I'm about to get this homeless dude. So I'm not even giving him no money. You feel me? Now, if it's a lady, and you know what I'm saying, I might get her some, you know what I mean? Because that's a female. But I don't get homeless people money because I get my I get my kids the money that I'm about to get at homeless people. That's a, that's just that's just me personally. Unless I'm feeling good that day or something. I just feel like, you know what I'm saying, I'm in a really giving mood. Mm-hmm. See my whole you know thing though, my whole my whole thing with homeless people, I, I ain't I, I don't have no soft spot for homeless people, like like for real, because the opportunities that we actually have, like people can come up out of that. You feel what I'm saying? Like people can really come up out of that. They just choosing to be that way. And and I'm not gonna put my energy into someone choosing to be that way, knowing that there's opportunities. For instance, there's a dude, um, his name is Black, and he probably dead now. But he he went to war, came back, you know what I'm saying, had a lot of things going for him. He was hustling, fell off, you know, became an alcoholic, you know what I'm saying. I, I knew he was getting high, but he, he would never show that around me. But I just kind of knew the company that he kept that he was doing it, but he was doing it in secrecy so that it didn't really expose itself to when he see me. But every time that I would see him and he would see me, you know what I'm saying? Um, 
he may ask me for something sometimes, sometimes he wouldn't ask me for nothing and I give it to him anyway, or he might want to wash my cars or anything like that. And, and, and then I, you know what I'm saying? I give him the keys and let him clean me up and the whole nine. And then after he get done, he knew I would break him off half and half mm-hmm. and he, and, and because that's what the way, the way he wanted to order, but you know what I mean? I, and then other times it was it was just on some G shit or I just pick him up and take him and get something to eat or whatever because I really I really mess with black like I I no matter what I was doing like that dude would like a thousand percent let you know yeah, what's sometimes, going on sometimes look, sometimes you just be in a zone and you be a people person and you just fuck yeah. with you that's yeah. how I be sometimes <laughs> but this dude never wanted to do nothing else and I'm like okay black yo we can get you look look. We can get you set up on dude lot down here. He gonna let you clean cars, bro. And you, you 50 and 60 a pop all day long, inside, outside, get them wet, whack, you know what I mean? Like, because <laughs> everybody in the hood, everybody in the hood was, you know, when they rock with him, he could, he could do seven or eight, almost 10 cars a day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, if and people was getting their cars washed two or three times a week at the time because stuff was always going on in the city. And of course, you know, everybody trying to pull up. So uh-huh. we tried to offer that to him for him to be able to maneuver in a way that he could he can make that happen. And he didn't. He 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 bogged out on it. He just rather just for you to pull up on him at the car wash so you can he can clean you up and then go on his way. Like that was a waste, like a perfect opportunity to change your life around. But See, another dude who, who was a smoker they, mm-hmm. that was cleaning my cutlass. I would take my car to him. He worked at that place, the same place, the right, the same spot. He did everything right there. He still got hot, but he still was cleaning up, and he he wasn't on the street like he. You know what I'm saying? He had something to take home. He was living with his mom's upstairs, but he had something to take home. They kept her cool and kept a roof over his head, food in his mm-hmm. belly, and the whole nine yards, and he was able to support his habit and live his little, you know, his little high life or whatever. But. Mm-hmm. Some people just can't deal with the responsibility, bro. That's why I'd be like, fuck, man, fuck. And that, it, it'd be at that point that you realize everybody got their own perspective, man. And you got to, sometimes you got to understand people and you got to respect them and just know how to respect them and leave them alone sometimes, too. You know what I mean? Like, when I first came into this whole, like, a couple of years ago, when I first came into that conscious community shit, I was like mad empathetic towards the black struggle and all that shit. And then I started realizing like, okay, some people are gonna take advantage of, you know what I'm saying, your love for your people. Then you got other people that's going, you know what I'm saying, they, they gonna be with it, but they only with it because they in a situation, right? Because they struggling or whatever. And then it's a broke movement. So that, that just, that that whole experience, I feel like the African American experience is a movement. <laughs> that even the African American experience that that's a whole movement in itself, because a lot of people don't even go through the Black Power phase of it. <laughs> they go through the African American experience, so it's like it's a whole lot of it's a whole lot of shit, yo. But. Once you have a good understanding of where you at and what you done been through and the experience of others and you talk to people and you understand their, their perspective, man, the whole picture just seems just get real clear. You know what I mean? 
Nah, I'm probably not making no sense. I'm gonna listen back to this shit. I'm like, damn, okay, you wasn't making no sense when you were just saying that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I know what I'm talking about, man, and I know that you know. What I mean, it's just a bunch of like understanding. It's a motherfucker, man. You got to know when to goddamn tell these motherfuckers, hell no. Like, nah, I'm good. I ain't, I ain't supporting that shit. I'm good. I know it's a scam. I know it's some bullshit. I know you got damn, you know what I mean? Like you said, your partner got down. He he watched the cars or y'all was trying to get him to do more and he yeah. didn't want to take that deal. Man, he knew what he was doing, man. He knew what the fuck was going on. He just was good with where he was at. And you had to respect that. Yeah, he wanted to bum out. So I, you know, I, I really, I really ain't got no sympathy for it. now. Now it's different. It's different circumstances if you see uh, a mother and their kids and they're struggling there and a home or stuff like that. And you, you know what I mean. But I investigate. You, you investigate like things you know, like yo, they just put such and such out. You hear that? You be like, what? You know what I'm saying? And then you realize mm-hmm. like they put such and such out. Such and such old man or uh, uh, baby daddy, he locked up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, why ain't nobody shooting nothing that way or whatever? You know, like, so people would try to take care of situations like that. Because, you know, as a kid, you know, being around and being involved in being put out and having all your clothes and furniture and stuff outside, the, you know man. what I'm saying? Like that. <laughs> That's boy, that'll break you. That's an experience in itself. Boy, that'll that'll break that'll break you. And 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 seeing and witnessing that, yo, like like real life witnessing that, you, you just you ship up. You see, and people be like, man, why why you why people this way or why they can't get right? Like for real, like, I got a homie, man, that get money but for some reason he get caught up and then he go do eight or five or you know what i'm saying and and, and the empathy empathy will fuck you up yo a lot, a lot of people don't tell you that you're supposed to have empathy right you're supposed to feel for your people but that empathy that same empathy get you fucked up the way you caring about a motherfucker that's that's dependent on your empathy you know what i'm saying like they take advantage of that shit, and I feel like that's what the struggle is about, man. Like, but see, sometimes. that's why I said I invest. I rather invest my mm-hmm. money into something that I can bring into fruition instead of just blowing my money on something I know ain't gonna transpire into anything. Because sure if indeed. I make a if I make a hell of a hell of a move on investment in an area that that pays off the way that I needed to pay off. For me, at the end, down the end of the road, because I don't, I don't like. All right, it's like Bitcoin. So I didn't. Hold on, hold on. Before you, before you mention Bitcoin, that's when you got to start dealing with these white folks. <laughs> no, no, no. Look, what I'm saying. But look, hold on. But the black community don't want to deal with white folk. That's the problem. Nah, you you ain't got to deal, but you, you ain't. Nah, you can't say you can't say. First, you can't say black folk because I ain't gonna say the black community. I'm gonna say the black power community. Are you part of that? Community? I wouldn't even say nah. I'm not. I'm not even. Yeah, I'm. I, I would call myself black power, but what is that? <laughs> okay. You know what I'm like no, I'm. 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 What y'all argue against? But I, I'm race first. Like 
if you own something, I'm going to go out of my way to support what you got going on. Like my homie. I can dig that. A, I can dig my, that. My homie has a business, right? And I'm 35 or 40 minutes from his business. And I would once a week go out of my way to his business to patronize his business once a week. You see what right. I'm saying? I would right. bypass all these restaurants just to get some food from him. Although I don't eat all the other things on the menu right. and it's limited to what I actually eat, mm-hmm. I still do that. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like I was on that. Yeah. So I do I do stuff like that. Now, what, what he does with the money on the other side is none of my business. I made a valuable effort to show my support. And then if it comes to apparel or 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 other items that I can actually get, I do I get those things in support of that person, that business. You know what I'm saying? I just make a valuable effort to do do those things economically because like the like the Jews, they dollars stay in their hood five times over. I was I was never stayed. And if we had that type of a mindset of you know investing in our own and not being afraid to see other people win and things things of that nature. Right. We could we could we could do business with uh, white people, if you want to say that we could do business with white people and we can understand where we are with them. And then we could be able to move the needle. We can't we can't just say, oh, we black, we too black power to where we can't understand an economic or business decision. And that's the problem. But see, that's the problem with the black community. Well, not even say the black community, the conscious community and the black power community. The problem is they so they so into the, the whole black thing that they don't see doing business with white people as as lucrative to their business. Oh like no, to, yeah, 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 you yeah. You, to, get, you have you to, gotta be, cater to them though. You got they don't yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, like restaurants. Whole, you got a banging restaurant. Hold on, Sean. Get into the multicultural conversation, right? So if I do a business, right? If I if I drop a business right now, and I and I used to be just like all of the other black power, I used to be black power to a motherfucking T. Yo, I don't want no black people in my event. I'm I'm bringing Astro crazy in town. I don't want no black people in, in in the fucking uh uh in the in the venue. White people ain't allowed. I was on that like, and they wasn't coming. <laughs> they was all black people in the motherfucking event. I can tell you, he came through. You know what I'm saying? But Eventually, I learned that, yo, that ain't how you do business. Because in order to have a lucrative business, yo, you got to have, everybody got to be available. Yo, everybody got to be welcome. Like, you're not going to make no money if you're just depending on black people to support your shit. Because they ain't going to support your shit like you think they're going to support your shit. I'm talking about from experience. I ain't, talk, I ain't just talking. Like, these niggas ain't, ain't buying shit off the, like, my homeboy bought had a bookstore, right? He opened the bookstore, right? He had that shit open. Nine months later, that shit went under, yo. Wasn't coming. He had his shit in the hood when nothing but black people was in that motherfucker. Black people yeah, wouldn't come yeah, through bro. there buying books off the shelf. This nigga had nah. a bunch of books. He had everybody's book, yo. He had the, the uh, he had uh, uh, what's your boy? Uh, Trust me, we know, we know about our people. No, we know about our people. And I said that, I said in business, but that, that's my point. In business, 
you can't cater to a certain demographic. In business, you have to cater to, you have to market to as many people as possible because it's no longer about a particular person or a, a, a particular group of people in business because we don't we do a very poor job at supporting our own and then for those black businesses that pop it ain't because of black people like right now slim and huskies in, is in atlanta yes i i don't know but i right. I, I believe so there's a piece of place that started here in nashville by three dudes who went to TSU together. One of them went to my high school and played in my uh, played high school uh, football. And um, he was there after I actually left, but I knew, I, you know, I knew he played there in the whole nine. However, in small short story short, they have they have uh, Slim and Huskies in uh, on Buchanan. They have a Slim and Huskies in Antioch. So they have two Slim and Huskies in Nashville. They have two in Atlanta. They have mm -hmm. uh, two in Houston. They have one in Sa uh, Sacramento, right? And they getting and they got. I think they got one in Memphis. If I'm not mistaken. And then they they may be opening up. But what I'm saying is, these dudes started with one pizzeria place in the middle of North Nashville in the hood, and they had a line a mile long. People trying to get pizza every day for like at least a year. Like people will pull up, see the line and they will wait. So they mm -hmm. needed other places. So they opened up, you know what? Now they got three, they got three now. I forgot Broadway, they just opened up on Broadway. So now they got a, they got a damn black business in downtown among all the so-called rich people who have now segregated downtown for themselves and got all of these businesses down there. So now they got three in one city. My, my point is, is these black dudes, it's black business popped because of who they advertised to. They didn't, yeah, they put it right. in the hood. They drew pictures, black art, black, uh, black culture, black music, the whole black experience. You know what I'm right. saying? The whole black experience, but they, they, they catered their business to more than that. They call it a pizzeria. You know what I mean? They get you get your piece in your beer. You can kick it. You can do whatever you want to do. And 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 that motherfucker was packed with white people. Right. And that's what made their business popped. It's the most successful business that Nashville has seen in years. It mm -hmm. took off so, bro. They was on national TV. They was all over the place. They had people like Cam Newton, one of them knew Cam. They had people like Cam Newton and all these other football uh, stars and athletes and things of that nature coming through. You know what I'm saying? Famous uh, entertainers and things like that. You know, people have seen T.I. and the one in Atlanta um, and other uh, like outcasts and all of them. All the rappers, mm -hmm. they done been in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, so th this, this, that's how you have to do business. Right. We, that's how we have to do our business. But yeah, you still that still don't mean that you don't put your people first. I think people misunderstand what I say by putting my people first. And I think if you look in the chat, you see Sutek, he was saying what you were saying that nah, that wasn't black power, that was blackology. See, that's why you read like Amos Wilson, Blueprint for Black Power. Right. He's showing you, right, but he's showing you how to handle your business throughout the whole book. 
He's showing you how to handle your business, conduct your business, and still be about your people, but realizing where you are in these moments because there's always some type of limitation that's going to come. However, you can't depend wholeheartedly on people who don't have the same mindset. See, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to be associated that's, with that's you. a good that's a good point you just made just now. Say that one more time, yo. Yeah. You can't depend wholeheartedly on yeah. people that don't yeah, have you can't that same depend mindset. Wholeheartedly on, yeah, the people that look like you. Like you, right. you really, you really gotta, you really gotta coordinate in that realm. So that's why when when I say like I'm I'm for instance, I'll say it race first. I am, I'm for my people first. But that ain't where it just it don't mean it stop at my people first. It means if my people need me to do something and I'm gonna do it for my people. However, right. if if I don't see that it's benefiting, then I'm not gonna stay in that space. I ain't too black power. <laughs> right. <laughs> you ain't no set you ain't no you ain't right. no Hell settiest. no. Hell no. <laughs> hell hell I ain't none of them. Yo, no, look, that's, I ain't none that, of them. That's that's why I start drawing the line when niggas be like, yo, man, that, yeah. that's a white man that wrote that book. That's a white man that did them stuff. Nah, you crazy man, as hell. Like, you crazy, yeah. you crazy as hell. Yeah. That's, but that's the black power community at right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But black people, and I, that's what I'm saying though. But that's what black people lie to. They act like white people don't the ones lie. Black right. people lie to you faster than white people. Right. We don't even get to where we are in history. If it wasn't for, you know, certain white people that had an actual say because certain voices wouldn't even be heard. That's why you respect certain work. Like when you go back and you look at the Dr. Ben, like people like to bring them up. Right. They like to always bring up Dr. Ben, Dr. Clark, John Mm -hmm. G. Jackson, Chancellor Williams. They were using they were using work written by written and published by white authors. Mm -hmm. And telling you to study the European. Mm. So it they they wasn't the super black power people. Mm-hmm. So this whole that whole ideology, but is, you know, but you why they that's the blackology that you refer to. But you nah, know why they don't. But you know why they don't know that, Sean? Because they didn't read uh, Doctor Clark and Doctor Ben and all of them. They nah, they, they claim the books, you know what I'm saying? But like yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, I'm no aunt said it back back before. Yo, y'all couldn't have read Dr. Ben if y'all didn't know he was fucking with uh, evolution and all of that shit. So like, they 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 it was, they exposed themselves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a fact. My bad, Adrian. You were saying something. I said Basil Davidson was one of the people that uh, John Henry Clark leaned on for the majority of his lectures. He uh, him and he, he was John Henry Clark was really close with two. Englishman, Basil Davidson and John O'Hunwee. These those are the two European scholars. They're the reason why they they took they took Africa out of that. Oh, these were just a bunch of black people who, you know, lived in the jungle and swung on trees. You know, if it wasn't for them, black history wouldn't be where it's at. Yeah, but you, know. you you still caught up. You still caught up on West Africa and boats. <laughs> See, oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> we gotta get you out of there, yo. We gotta get you out of there. You still, you still. I know why you there though. I know why you there because Robin Walker. You there because of Robin Walker, man. You so entrenched. You know what I mean? You got a love affair with Robin Walker, bro. It's okay. Hey, Chef, 
Hey, look, he, Shepard snuck out the back about, door. Why joke. did they say that about West Africans flying across the uh, Americas? Uh, you must have got the controls right now because I don't even know what's going on. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm about to slide up out of here on y'all too. I've been up since six something, yo. Okay. And I just edited, I just edited up, put a book together and edited a chapter and gonna have to edit. Man, you got another book coming out there? Nah, 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 nah. coming out with this year, man. <laughs> nah, well, you know, you know, my, my other book is already wrote and edited, the uh the coming of Islam in the land of the blacks. That's already that's already written and read it, but we probably won't release it until 2022. So we're working on a Word. Yeah, we're working on another uh, another project for a team member that's putting out their own individual book, uh, slated to come out in the middle of November, end of November. So we're just trying to get that ready for them. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So just working on the editing process and uh, and getting that done. Keep them, man. Keep them, keep them coming, man. Get yeah, better with time, this. man. Yep, um, that's that's pretty much it, man. But other than that, nah, man, um, I don't have no, I don't have no problems with people arguing against like the the, the, the idiots. You know what I'm saying? I just I just feel like our people, as far as our people go, um, like we got to have an emphasis on on what we can and then what we can't do, and we have to focus on that. Like everybody ain't gonna think the same, act the same, be the same. So as long as we in, we got teams uh, teams of individuals who have a primary focus in one one lane, and and people would focus in another lane, then we can we can win wholeheartedly that way because we don't need everybody in the same damn lane. We need everybody in individual lanes and um, driving to a, a, a an endpoint with us winning at the end, and that's all that really matter to me. I mean, I might okay. argue. But- before before we leave, before we leave though, right? You do understand why we say race first isn't the answer for 2021 and beyond, right? Nah, y'all crazy. So look, so you got every culture coming together with the best nah, mind. Ain't no, hold on, ain't hold no on, culture. Hold on, hold on, just just let, live with me for a second, right? You got, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> you got every culture coming together with the best mind. Coming together, you got the Asians, you got the whites, you got whatever other cultures coming together. The best minds coming forth with their scientific thought and ideas, and even by the way, you the host, you the host. By the way, yeah, I'm gonna end it by probably about ten minutes, right? (laughs) Go ahead, go ahead. (laughs) But look, so you got all these good, you know what I'm saying? You got everything coming together, diversity. You know what I'm saying? When we talking about science, we talking about diversity being. The best way to the 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 fucking survive, right? Do you agree? Like having a diversity is is the best way to survive when you're talking about evolution and you're talking about over time and shit like that, right? That's yeah, but there's no there's no uh, there's Which no common is? goal among people outside of uh, survival. Survival is the common goal. Yeah, but they don't give a fuck if we survive, right? It's a it's a Homo sapien sapien thing though. Like black, like so so for one for one race is is a uh, is a construct, right? You agree with that? The people don't think the people. Yeah, but it's all. Yeah, I, no, no, no. Hold on, hold on. So let's end this from from a scientific perspective. You can't. You're, you're not going to find a disagreement 
But what you're about to do is you're, you're about to try to infuse a scientific conversation into a sociological conversation and they don't merge. They don't mix. They're two different fields of study. Mm-hmm. Socially, socially, race exists socially. Racial profiling exists. That's proof of. Okay. We're not denying that. Yeah, we're not denying that. But, but race is a social construct and we're having social issues and social problems and we have to address those according to those social issues and scientifically the shit pseudo. Of course. Of course. But when we're talking about progressing as a society, we have to bring everybody together. Everybody that ain't going to gonna happen. There's we no... Can't, there's, why not? It's happening right now. Like you have. Where is it happening? I went to a Neil deGrasse. Like I always bring this up. I went to a Neil deGrasse Tyson event where he was uh, talking his, you know, uh, uh, astrophysics shit. Right? Yo, mad white people in the building. You mean to tell me that we can't come together to talk about science, yo, and like progress? And like and like learn and educate each other and do that shit. Like it just it's it, I don't know. To me, it just seems like that's the way, that's the that's the direction to go. I went to the Black Power Awards. You know how many times astrophysics was mentioned at the Black Power Awards? Nah, they ain't gonna they ain't, see <laughs> not at all. <laughs> hold, yeah, on, hold, could, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Expectations. Hold on. So I went to the Black Power Awards and I didn't learn nothing, yo. Real shit. I ain't even knocking them. You know what I mean? I'm sure they had history down pat. I'm sure the niggas was, I'm sure they had some good shit in, 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 in tap, right? But all I saw was a bunch of black people just, it was almost like a cookout. It was like a, a super cookout. You know what I'm saying? And half the people that they was giving awards to wasn't even there to get their awards. You feel me? When I went to the uh, Neil deGrasse joint, man, we was learning shit, man. It was mad white people in the building. It was a sprinkle of black people in there. And you know what I mean? But what I saw them white people doing with their kids, they was goddamn asking them questions. They was asking questions. They was asking real hard questions that I just ain't seen no well. You feel me? I feel like that's why we need to be more inclusive when it comes to other cultures and shit like that, instead of nah, we can, we can do the same thing to us. We we can do the same. We can do the same thing. The problem is, is the people that actually you can't put like the Black Power Wars or event. Who put that shit on? That should tell you exactly what you're gonna get based on who put it together. Like it's not there to educate and teach. They were there to kumbaya, lock arms, and fake Black Power. Like mm-hmm. seriously. That whole Black Power event, whether the first or the second one, that's what that was about. It was about popularity, locking arms, and perpetrating a fraud. But when you go to other events and you bear witness to other events, or if you go to, uh, for instance, if you go to Huntsville and you go to the uh, to to uh, whatever it's called, a NASA thing, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And you take your kids there, it's a, it's a different experience. You know, like like those things or or you take them to an event and you see that there's uh, learning things like that that, that are transpiring and taking place. 
that's different. But see, had you had you went to ASCAC and mm-hmm. you've been a part of ASCAC, which is a scholarly, a more scholarly okay. event. Okay, I'm fucking with it. Right, right. Meaning that, meaning that when you're, and I'm just saying this for an example, at ASCAC, they were arguing information. They were setting Ooh. up classrooms. They were teaching. There was teaching going on. This was a different element than what you would see at like a Black Power event. So ASCAC would hold a convention like that and still bring everybody together to intervene, but also make it a learning experience. Like those are the things like when you hear if you hear black in front of anything like that, bro, you're going to get the bullshit. (laughs) And that's that's my whole entire point right there. So, you know, what I mean, so so boom. And I'm I'm with you on that. We agree on that. The more the ass cat, less of the black power shit because the black power <laughs> shit is I'm, I'm, look, so we are, we on the same point. I think it, yeah, it yeah, might yeah. sound like we on some different shit, but I feel like we we on along the same journey with this shit. Like it's it's about information and learning and, and growth and progress as a community, but we also have to understand that we can learn shit from others as well. I'm not gonna yeah, I'm not that's a fact. Like, I'm not about nah, to you just can't like keep, you not can't read. Keep yeah, I'm not. I'm yeah. gonna read my black. I'm gonna read my black people books too if they got they if they got their shit right, right. Facts. But I'm not Facts. about to not. I'm not. I'm not about to not read these white people shit just because they white. You feel nah, me? nah, that's that's stupid. Yeah. yeah. It, it, look, for instance, I'm looking at a book right now. It's written by a white person. Like several of them over here. Timothy Insall ain't black, but you know what I'm saying. John right. Homick ain't black. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Levitzi and he ain't black. You know what I mean? Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I got, I got, sir, but I'm picky. I do certain black people. I don't do all of them. I deal with the scholastic black people because of the intellectualism. I can't right. do it. I can't do an Infodici or Baba Heyru and the likes of those people. I can't do a Jabari. I can't do mm-hmm. none of that because I know what I'm. I'm getting bullshit. You know what Fact. I mean? I'm, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm, I'm not getting quality. Hey, real <laughs> I, shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? But I know hey. I'm getting bullshit. I know what I'm getting. I know my limitations. I know when I'm getting bullshit. But when I'm when I'm looking for something in particular, like I'm looking for more. If you just notice though, they don't really push you don't see like Sinetta for instance you don't see ASCAC being mentioned nah. it's too intellectual nah. like yo listen bro they arguing about the meaning of the place name Kemet Asar Reggie all of them I'm there I'm at the I'm at ASCAC for that mm-hmm. Sinetta is literally two exits away he ain't even there to put that on man. film, and he would have, man, he would have tore it up on the views. Let's see, I see the difference with Sonata. He's an entertainer. He's not a, you know, what I mean, I don't. But even that would have been. I mean, he still could have entertained them, <laughs> but they would have had a. They would have learned a hell of a lot from that that argument. You feel me? Right. Be- right. Because what he does sometimes in his shows and programs is he plays on people's emotions already. That would have been right. even, that would have been even twofold because he would have been playing yeah. on people's emotions. Yeah. True he would have had like 10,000 10, people in there watching I think, stuff. I think, I think he, I think he would have went further if he would have stuck to the real information 
than to just go with, you know what I'm saying, whatever was entertaining. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. when I look at when I look at people like, and I always say Neil deGrasse Tyson, I, I probably I feel like I abused that name, right? But nah, they get I mean, he's he one of the smartest, he's one of the smartest yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, they, they get they get they get millions of views, yo. And that ain't for nothing. They, that, that means they have reached an audience that deals with that information. So if if you're a Sarnetta and you're dealing with trying to inform your black people then you want to inform them with shit that's going to take them further and progress like all that. Correct. You, yeah. The, the aim of the aim of information is to advance a population. Right. Well, for me, for me. And he has, me, and he has, and he has stunted the growth of a lot of mother, like millions. That's correct. That's correct. <laughs> stunted the growth. You feel me? I'm going to say that one more time for y'all. I'm going to say it one more time. The goal for me is the information is is supposed to bring forth a nation. It's supposed to advance a nation. That's the goal of information. If we are not using the information to advance a nation, we are going to stay stuck or fall further behind. Right. We can't solve real world problems with, with people who arguing over their identity, and God dang it, uh, what is it, uh, flat earth or chakras? We got to let them go. He said, ASCAC ain't bringing no dang bag. Look, bro, ASCAC, you have to become a member of, well, they'll let you in if you're not a member, but you can become a member and um, it has a membership. But you can just come in there and just get your ticket like we did, and then you'll be be through the whole event. But look, you say Aztec, he, he might say Aztec ain't bringing that bag, man. But I know a lot of them white scientists that's getting that bag off of real information. You just got to find your audience. Like they'll accept. Look, the the audience that's that's listening for that type of information will get that. You know what I mean? And and sad, you know, it's sad to say that we as the people aren't the ones demanding that type of information. But if you if you reach your audience, you're gonna get that. If you if you market it towards their audience, you're gonna get that. You know, it's tons of white people that's out here trying to do the same shit that we doing, spreading information. And they channels ain't ain't doing work for that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But that's because they marketing is bullshit. So really it's about marketing your shit and reaching the audience that you're trying to reach. And trying to and actually connecting with them and all that, it's a whole lot of shit. It ain't just putting the shit out there, but just because it's right. No, nah, you got it's a whole lot of extra shit you got to do with that. You feel me? Like mm-hmm. the, the 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 way it looked, the the the, the sound, the, the fucking like chef just put the thumbnails in there to make the shit look better and all that. He, his cameras. I don't know if you see the the evolution in our shit. Like chef chef really got the shit looking like it's popping right now. But you have to do that along with the information. Like your information would be fire, but if your 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 image ain't shit, man, ain't nobody about to check for that shit, man. If your sound ain't sounding like, you know, but that's a whole nother subject. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want to hold y'all too long tonight, though, man. We, we, nah, we, we man, I'm about to slide though. on you though. Pretty good build, though. Good build. Hell yeah, man. We gotta do. I thought they was gonna be on for a minute, but it look like just me, you, and Adrian right now. So, uh, yeah, man, uh, y'all ain't got to go home. (laughs) 
you know what I'm saying? But y'all got to get the hell on up out of, you know what I mean? Make sure y'all hit that like button before y'all exit the building. You know what I mean? Last call. <laughs> Make sure y'all get that uh that that new book Sean just dropped. Go ahead, tell them what your book, name of your book and all that, Sean, where they can get it from. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. What's all it's Kobe 2 taught me, man. Um you could you can find a link in the in the chat somewhere. You also can find it in the uh description of uh the uh science with Sean or the Massive Warrior Clan last stream. Um the, the it's in the descriptions of that, yo. Um get the book. Um, you know what I'm saying? Get the book. Don't let these don't let these people that y'all hate get the book and y'all ain't got the book. <laughs> Man, already. Already. They arming themselves, but nah, I mean it's a good tool. But yeah, yeah, get the book. Same tree, different branch publishing.com. What's ours COVID 2 taught me, and also pick up um Spellmasters Volume 4 for the Kofi Pasai research team. Um you know, we see a lot of traffic on the website, yo. So uh, go ahead and get your orders in, man. We get the book signing out there to you in a heartbeat. I uh, can't. Peace out. All right, man. Peace out. All right, yeah, man. Y'all know, subscribe to the channel. You know what I'm saying?